Lekute siches chelik alev de sicha for Parshas Emer is on page 268. In this sicha, the Rebbe discusses the unique specialty of the month of Iyar. That Iyar is the only month from amongst all the 12 and 13 months of the year in which a special mitzvah is performed and that special mitzvah of Sfira Soimer is not merely a mitzvah which is done within the month of Eur, but we're actually counting every day of the month that there is a connection between the mitzvah and the day that each day needs to be counted. And this makes this month unique because not only are we saying that there is a month that has a mitzvah every day, but the mitzvah, the way it's performed, is such that every day of the month has the same importance and is connected to the mitzvah entirely. Because usually, as the Rebbe will explain, the uh, second part of the month, is considered a lower level than the first part of the month. But when we talk about the counting of the sefira, sefira establishes the uniqueness and the specialty of every single day of the month of Iyar, which is therefore understood how special the month of Iyar is. And the reason and how and what makes this month so special is hinted in the name of Iyar, which is spells out Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, and Rachel, which are basically the four legs of the Merkava, which means they represent the uh, Tzadikim, the forefathers, and Rachel, who represent total devotion and subjugation like a Merkava to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And being that this is the Iyar, the level of Merkava, one therefore has the ability to have all the days of the month infused with a mitzvah and everything is equal without a change because once you're on a Merkava, once you're on the level that you are subjugated to Hashem, then uh, every day of the month has the same full force and is connected to the mitzvah of Sirius Aymer as we'll learn inside. So we'll start Sif Aleph. So, Chaydesh Iyar, the Rebbe says, that the month of Iyar, Hota Maila of Aleph Chacha has an advantage over all months of the year. Midem, with this, was yet their talk from Chaydesh. Each day of the month is farbunden with a mitzvah, is connected with a mitzvah. The mitzvah of Svirah Saimer, the mitzvah of counting the Aimer. Every day we make a bracha and we count the Aimer. Now, we find other months which have certain specialty, but yet they do not come to this specialty of the month of year in which we perform a mitzvah. So the Rebbe says, in Chodesh Nisan, in the month of Nisan, 
And then too we count some, because the counting starts with the second day of, uh, after the day after uh, Pesach, the first day of Pesach on 16th of Nisan. We also count on uh, up till Shavuos, up till through the fifth day of uh, Sivan. So, but in Chodesh Nisan, in the month of Nisan, we count is nor the von Chodesh. It's only the second part of the month, Farbundum Mitzvira, which is tied to Svira. In Chodesh Sivan and in the month of Sivan that follows Iyor is nor the Oneb Farbundum Mitzvira. It's only the beginning through the fifth day. But in Chodesh Iyor, but in the month of Iyor, Zayin Kol Yemei HaChodesh Farbundun Midem. So the entire month of Iyor is connected with Svira Soimer. So that's as far as the mitzvah of Svira Soimer that it ties the entire month of Iyor to its mitzvah. Now, relationship, the way if we're going to compare the month of Iyor to the month of Tishrei and the month of Nisan, over there too you can say that the month of Tishrei, we know that um, most of it we don't say Tachnon, starting from after Yom Kippur. And the month of Nisan, uh, we don't say Tachnon the entire month. But yet, it doesn't compare to here. Hagam, the Rei von Chodesh Tishrei. Although the majority of the month of Tishrei, Ungans Chodesh Nisan, and the entire month of Nisan. Zokt Venishkein Tachnon, we don't say the Tachnon prayer, so that means we have a month which is sort of a holiday, a whole month. It's a Yontav, it's like a time that we don't say Tachnon. So we see that it's pretty special, the month of Tishrei, and also the month of Nisan. And there's a further thing about the month of Nisan, and if Chodesh Nisan state, and with regards to Chodesh Nisan, the Pasik says, that this month should be to you the head of the month. Now, in the simple translation, we say that the month of Nisan becomes the head of the month, becomes the number one month. The month of Nisan is Bachoidesh Arish, and the month of Eir is Bachoidesh Asheni, and Sivan is Bachoidesh Ashlishi, so on and so forth. But there is a translation that we translate as HaZelochem. This month, the entire month, is Rosh Chodoshim. Every day of the month is like a Rosh Chodesh. Not only is the month ahead, the first in the order of month, but every day is like a Rosh Chodesh. Taij der The Shaloh interprets this statement of the Pasuk of HaChodesh Elochem Rosh Chodoshim as alle tek von Nissen seinen bebchinas Rosh Chodesh that all the days of the month of Nissen are on the level in the bechina of Rosh Chodesh, like Rosh Chodesh. So it turns out we have a whole month of Rosh Chodesh. So then one can say, so what is so special about Ir that is a whole month of counting the Aymer, but you have Nisan is a whole month of uh, Yom Tev, a whole month of Rosh Chodesh. It's like a very special month. So the Rebbe says, Zayn and Ober, however, the milers for you may Tishrei and Nisan, these advantages of the days of Tishrei and Nisan, they are not tied, they're not connected to the service of the person at the time. Which means the specialty of the month is there 
and it doesn't relate to what the person needs to do. Thus is Amayla Mitzad Atzma, it is an advantage of the day, the month of Nisan, the month of Tishrei are days that have advantages in themselves. You don't say Tachron, that is what the days are. But here we're talking about, when we talk about the month of Ir, over the tag from Chodesh Ir, but the days of the month of Ir, the advantage they have, what they have in them in, in it is because that is tied to the service of man. the mitzvah of counting the Omer. So on the month of Eir, we have something unique and special every day of the month, in that every day there is the service of the person that he counts the Svira Soimer. So, how does the fact that the counting, that the month of year has a mitzvah that the person in service, that he has to do a mitzvah in that day, make that month more special than a month which is just holy because it's like a Rosh or it doesn't say Tachron, like the month, like the majority of Tishrei and the month of Nisan. And the Rebbe will explain because the mitzvah of Svira is tied to the day. It becomes a day that you're counting that day, the month of year. Every day is counted. So the relationship between the mitzvah is directly connected to the days. As opposed to the mitzvahs that we do in the other special days of, of Nisan or Tishrei, those mitzvahs are not mitzvahs that relate specifically to the day, but within those days, we do special mitzvah. But here we're saying, we're doing a day mitzvah, a mitzvah that connects, we're counting the day. The shaykhis from Yemeya Svira, the connection from the day that we count to mitzvah Svira, to the mitzvah of counting, is mervi the shaykhis, this is more than the connection from Anderes Manim to the Mitzvah Vosinzei to other times which are to other times and the Mitzvahs that we do in them. So when we talk about counting, doing a Mitzvah in them, we're not saying that during the month of Mitzvah we're doing Mitzvah, every day of the month we do a Mitzvah. Uh, we make Kiddush every day of the month. That would be a Mitzvah every day. But it's not connected to the mitzvah of, kid, of, of the month. Over here what we're saying, because in Anderizmanim and other times, meaning when we do a mitzvah in other times, the mitzvah has no connection, has nothing to do with the day itself. Take for example, by eating matzah and Pesach. Is doch the mitzvah abazunder inyan? So then the mitzvah is something separate. It's a separate matter from the zman gufa. It's something different than the time itself was is in tazvav benisim, which is on the fifteenth of Nisan. There is a mitzvah to eat matzah on the day of the fifteenth of Nisan, but eating matzah is not the fifteenth of Nisan. It's not a mitzvah that relates to. It's within this man of fifteen minutes. Mernit was the chief and the mitzvah is in them talk. The obligation. When do you eat matzah? When is the obligation of the mitzvah eating matzah? Is in the day of the fifteen minutes. But the matzah is not 
15th of Nisan, this is two separate things. It's a day. The day is the day, and the Torah says on that day you do a mitzvah. But when we count the Omer, is the mitzvah to tell to tell them talk. Over here, the mitzvah is count that day. It's a direct relationship from the mitzvah that we're doing, and we're saying count this specific day, Demzman, that that time. The Ma'ilafuchaydishir. So the advantage of the month of Ir. So the month of year, which means the month of year, month is a, the period, the time period of year, every day of year, is was Allah every day of the month of year, Zainen Alain, the day itself, Farbundamita Mitzvah is connected with a mitzvah. It's connected with a mitzvah. So it's Avoida Sa'odom, and each day is connected to a mitzvah. That is a very profound and a very specialty for the month of year, even beyond the other months. And now in Ois Beis, the Rebbe is going to say how this specialty is something which is important every day of the month, and every day of the month equally, because we know that the counting of the Sefirah is important for the entire uh, for the entire duration of the Sefirah Soimer. It's like one continuous thing in Halacha. We have to count every single day. Missing out one day, sort of, at least according to some opinion, but in actuality, missing out one day sort of upsets the entire uh, counting. And therefore... Uh, every day is as strong as the other day. And as the Rebbe will explain the next days, as opposed to other aspects of the month which are not connected to this mitzvah, there may be differences between the importance of the beginning of the month, which is more important than the second part of the month. But with regards to Svira, each and every day becomes the important part. Without Losing anything as the month goes on. Let's see inside. Base. The mitzvah of Sfiris Oimer is Nageya Yadentok. The counting of Sfiris Oimer is important and it relates to every day. Oiser them, besides that. So, first of all, you have every day, you have to count. But besides that, is that Tzel Yadentok is the fact that you count every day Nageya Oichtukolimeasfira. That also is affects and it touches, it impacts all the other days of the Svira. Every day is counting, not only is it that day, but it has a connection to all the rest of the Svira. It is connected to the Frir, the Ketek, to the days that passed, or to the Shpeta, the Ketek, and to the days that follow. Now, Biz, Dos, is Eich, Negeya, to the extent that this is also important all the days also to the general preparation of receiving the Torah because in order to properly uh, receive the Torah we have to prepare ourselves in order to us our general preparation for the Torah we need to be able to have all these days uh, counted so every single day is important so that we have the entire preparation for the month of the Torah properly now the Rebbe says here uh, that it's important to the previous days and to the following days. 
Every day is important, not only for itself, but also it impacts the previous days, and it also impacts the following days. Now, it's very simple to understand how it impacts the following days, because we see that in halacha, that if one misses one day of counting, he can no longer count with a bracha. So we see how every day impacts the following day. But the days that passed, he already made the bracha them. That's already history. Why is the Rebbe saying that this point, that this counting also is connected to the days that passed? So the Rebbe explains in Ha'orah 2 that in order for it to be Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos, the Pasik says it should be whole seven weeks. Then you have to count every day because something will be lacking, something will be lacking the seven-week wholesome will be lacking if he misses out. So, if even if he counted, say, three weeks without any mistake, but those three weeks as a part of seven whole weeks are not going to be existent anymore if he missed one day. Now, the Rebbe is going to be actually having a discussion in the next Sikh in this Parshish Emir. We see that one will make a bracha every night, even though he's not sure that he's going to count every night afterwards. So why don't we say, as the Rebbe asks over there, not to make a bracha, since you don't know that you're going to make a bracha, and if we need it to be timimus all days, it'll turn out that if you missed a day later on, the, the, the three weeks that you did make a bracha, you made a bracha levatola, because you are uh, missing uh, the counting and then you missed out in the past. And the Rebbe concludes over there that actually each day for that purpose is while you counted, you fulfilled the mitzvah. And it's called uh, and it's called Tamimus even though we're not saying that you didn't that you didn't do tamimus, that you didn't do whole, because later on you're gonna miss, because for those three weeks those were tamimus for them, and therefore when we say that you're impacting the past, we're not taking away and saying that if you're gonna miss one day, you're gonna take away from the tamimus that you already counted because you made the bracha and that is considered for that time being, that is tamimus. But you're gonna be missing the sheva shabbosis tamimus that I've explained in the order. But the seven whole weeks is gonna be missing. So in order for that, you have to count every day to get the sheva shabbosis tamimus. So we see that every day counting is important to the past and to the future. The Rebbe continues, is in This advantage that every day is important to the past and the future. And again, like we just said, the future, you won't be able to count with a bracha, if you got a bit miss. And the past is that you won't have Sheba Shabbos, is to be missed. 
So this advantage, you know, is in This is equal by all days of Svira. Because any day of the month of year does haste. In Chaydash year is done Inyan. In Chaydash year there's a matter. There's an aspect that because of it, all days from Chaydash are gleich are equal. Doesn't matter which day of the month of year. If you're going to be missing, you're going to be uh, messing up. And therefore, when you do it, you are establishing that you're making Shabbos Abbasit Mimis and you're being counted. And every single day of the month does it, whether it's the first or it's the end. Every day of the month is equal. That gives strength to every day of the month. Now, as the Rebbe will explain now, as opposed to the general idea that days of the month, as the day goes on and the weeks goes on, there is differences. We find, actually, with regards to marriage, that there's a tradition the Rebbe is going to bring down that a marriage takes place only in the first part of the month, but not in the second part of the month, because the first part of the month, as the moon is getting larger, bigger, it's a sign of blessing, and then later on, the uh, as it goes down, it's sort of a sign of not such a good sign, not such a good omen at that time, and therefore it's considered a time that we don't make weddings in the second part of the month. So, taking those things into account, that means that there's differences between the beginning and the end of the month. But here we're trying to say that the month, with regards to Spira, it's a powerful mitzvah which is connected to the day, and it impacts every day equally. The Chlal, in general, in the Chadashim Vinyar, in the month of the year, there are distinctions, there's differences from the beginning of the month with the end of the month. So it brings down in Pardis state, the Pardis brings down as the Yud base Chochi Hashanah that the 12 months of the year Zainen, they are connected, they correspond to Yud base Tzirufei Havayim. They correspond to the 12 combination of Havayim. We know that the name of Avaya has four letters, Yud, K, Vav, K. Now when you have a four letters, the combination that it's possible to make out of four letters is 12. You can make 12 combination of the four-letter word. You can have Yud, K, Vav, K, as it's written. Then you can have the Yud, and then you bring in the Vav after the Yud, and then you have KK, or you bring the uh, Yud and the Vav, and also have but KK reversed, which means the first K, the second K, and then you can bring the K, but Sachakot, you can have 12 different combinations. This various different combination of the name of Yud, K, Vav, K, is the reason why we have 12 different months. So every month basically has another combination of the way the letters of Hashem are set up, which is that letter, that name of Hashem during that month. That is the combination of that month. The various 12 different combinations of the way Yudke Vavke can be written out is the way the combinations work. And because the Yudke Vavke 
consists of four letters, but it has different combinations, but a total of four letters. And since there is four letters, those represent the four weeks that are in that combination of the twelve of the that of that one of the twelve combinations of the four letters. And those four individual letters of the name of Avayu, based on that combination that month, that is each week. Each letter is one week. And the fact that there is a few more days than is only 28 days, 7 times 4 is 28 days, the fact that you have uh, some extra days, one or two extra days, depending on a Moli or Chaser, that is sort of goes along with the days. So, this is what the Rebbe says now. In Shem Avayez, Ainan Faran, Fir In the name of Hashem Yudkevavke, there are four letters. And that's why, Zainan Oichin, Yadr Chaydish, that's why in every month, Faran Fir that's why we have four weeks. On the Yomim Hanoi Sofim, the Rebbe says the parenthesis, the additional days of more than four weeks, there's another day or two, where Nitfel to the Fir day, becomes secondary to the four weeks, etc. That's how the extra... But basically, four letters is four weeks. The different combinations, the different months. Now, what does this all tell us? Now, we know that the four weeks, since they're represented by the letters, now, the order of the name of Hashem, Yud, K, Vav, K, Now, the letters of the name of Hashem, when we do it in the main way, Yud, K, Vav, K, uh, we have the uh, order of uh, advantages in the order of the letters that they come. Yud being the highest letter, K uh, represents a lower level, and Vav is a further level, and K is the lowest level. Or, if we want to combine the two, we have the letters Yud K versus Vav K, the letters are higher than the level of Vav K. Yud K and Vav K levels are higher. Quoting from the Tanya and other places. From them is verstanden again as a in Shem Havaya. Just like in the name of Hashem, Yud K Vav K. Is do a maile von ein oisef in zweiten. There is an advantage one letter than the other. Ubechlolus, and in a general way, without talking about four letters, in a general way, there is an advantage fun yutke of vavke. But that would be in tziru for aleph. That would be in the first combination when the combination is written as yutke vavke. So we're saying that the yutke is greater than the vavke hashem kisidre. That is when the name is in order. Yutke vavke. The yutke comes higher than the vavke. So, specifically, Yud is higher than the K, K is higher than the Vav, the Vav is higher than the K, but in a general way, the Yud K are higher than the Vav K. That is when we have it in the regular combination. But we just said that this combination is not always Yud K, Vav K, that depends on the month. One month is Yud K, Vav K, then there is the other months which have the other Tzirufim, these 12 Tzirufim. 
So just like when the order is in the order, we know the first two letters are greater than the second two letters, and the letters represent the two weeks. So the Rebbe is going to say, similar to what Yudke is greater than Vavke, when we talk about the name, when it's written Yudke Vavke, so the similar way, in Chatsi Aleph, Chatsi Abeis Becholat so the, always there is an advantage to the first two letters of the name over the second two letters of the name of Hashem in any sort of combination. So if the combination would be whatever it is, the first two letters of that combination are the higher ones and on a greater level than the combination of the two letters on the, on the lower level. So... Since the letters of the Shema Vay of that Siruf represent the weak, so therefore we say that there is an advantage over the first two weeks because they are the first two letters of the Shema Vay of that combination over the second two weeks of the letter of Shema Vay, which is the second two weeks of that combination that week. So therefore, there's also an advantage from one week over the other one. So when you want to say in a general way, the first two weeks are on a higher level than the second two weeks. Uh, and the Rebbe brings out that this is actually not just a Kabbalistic concept, but this is also makes a difference in Halacha. Because of this above-mentioned distinction, there is a distinction between marriage, between the first half of the month and the second one. So therefore, it tells us that every month there is this, once you come to the second part of the month, you lose something of the importance. But in the month of year, all days of the month are equal. And the above-mentioned aspect of the service of the person, that is counting of the Svira, affects and impacts every day of the year. So now, so this is the specialty of the month. How do we actually reach this specialty of the month to be able to impact the month with every day, as mentioned before? So this is taken, the power is it, we take from the words as we look, the words of Iyar, which spells Avram Tzriyakov Rochel, which is the Merkava. Merkava represents total subjugation in which we get the power that every month of the day of the month nothing gets weaker, nothing loses its power because subjugation and level of Merkava has the ability to preserve and keep the strength throughout all the circumstances and throughout all days of the month, as we'll see further in Oizdalit. How do we impact that all days of the month should be equal? Of them is the remez in nomen von Chodesh. So for this, the hint is in the name of the month. We can see it 
by looking into the name of the month. The name of the month is Iyar. Iyar is a Rasha Tevis. It's an abbreviation of Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, and Rachel. What is Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, and Rachel? These four represent they are the four legs of the chariot of the Merkava. And the Rebbe says, This hint of Avram Yitzhak and Rachel is not just merely a yeah, Kabbalistic terms, but is also brought in the revealed section of Torah, it's also brought down to La'aloche, and the Rebbe brings down from Beis Shmuel, in Shulchan Aruch, Eben Ezer, Simen Kuf Chavav, Simen Kotn Chav. So, what does this mean? What does this mean that they are the Merkava, and how does the Merkava explain how we have the power? That in for a Merkava is Verzokt in Tanya. What is the concept when we say a Merkava? As the Tanya says, all their limbs were entirely holy, and they were separated from the matters of this world. That means a Merkava. Merkava means that they were separated from worldly matter. They were totally devoted and they were totally in the service of Hashem and distinguished and separated from the world of this matters of this world. So when you have no selfish or personal matters, because also your physical matters, how could one not have personal matters? But you live in a physical world, so there's physical matter, because Rabbi explains also the physical matters, meaning quoting the verse, in all your ways, meaning things that your path that you need to go in as a human being, as a physical human being, is the Eyu, you know Hashem. And you are totally devoted to godliness. Punkt via Merkova, that is just like a Merkova. Whose entire matter, whose entire purpose what does a Merkava do? It's to bring through, to accomplish what the rider, the one who rides him wants. The one who's riding the wagon, the wagon drags along. It doesn't have any independent... It's not even like a horse where you have to tell the horse to agree to go. You have to push him. The wagon just goes along. All what it does is what the master wants him to do. So that means you don't have... It doesn't mean that you don't have personal matters but you don't have it, they're not your own, they're not selfish, they're only, they're only there in the service of Hashem. So there's nothing independent for yourself in those matters, but those matters are there to be of service to Hashem. Demult, and when you have, you live like a Merkava, Demult zayn kol hayomim b'shavet, and all days are equal. Vibald, since, as kol is not a lukus, he all what he is, he's all about godliness. Through the service of a Merkava from the month of Ir, that accomplishing, doing that work, this Chodesh becomes sort of an intermediary in between the month of Nisan that precedes it, which is 
that is when Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. And that is, is dos al and this becomes on the condition, the Torah says, and it comes in a situation as Tavn as that you will serve Hashem on this mountain. So the month of year is intermediary to accomplish that from the going out of Egypt to bring you to the service of Hashem you work through the month of year. The word of Tavdun is Moloshan Avedis Evet. Emphasis on the Tavdun, that you serve Hashem in a way of a servant, Bederech Kabbalah Soil, in the way of Kabbalah Soil. How could we get the Torah and become a Tavdun, which is the purpose of taking us of Mitzrayim? We go through the level of Merkava in the month of the year, which is to Choydesh Ashlishi, which Yarchat Liso, which is the third month, Sivan, to come to the Tavdun, to Kabbalah Soil, in Velchamat Gigem Urin Tliso, in which the Urian of the three sections of the Torah were given to a nation that has the three parts, a coin living in Yisrael. This third from the first comes through the second, through the intermediary. When we have ourselves as a Merkava, then our entire service, our Tavdun, becomes in a way that we're totally devoted to Hashem and we accomplish and we are preparing ourselves through this month for the Tavdun, for the Aveda of uh, the second Sikha in the Lukuti Sikhas Chelik Aleph in the Parshas Emir is as it says in the end of this Sikha that it's Melukit, it's a collection from two Maimorim, from the Maimiru Svartim, which was given over in Tovshin Yud Aleph by the Rebbe. And also Lahovin in Yamatan which the Rebbe gave over with the Maimed that begins with the word the Inyamatan uh, which was given over in Tovshin Yud Gimel. Now, in this Maimed, in this Sikha, uh, the Rebbe discusses the service to Hashem as it's represented by the three months leading up to Matan we have the month of Nisan of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We have the month of Iyur, which is Svira Soimer. And then we have Sivan, which is uh, Shavuos, which is Matan Torah, the only Matan Torah. And these three Avaidas are going to be explained in the spiritual context, in the service to Hashem. In the first Ois, the Rebbe is going to address the fact that when the Torah speaks about counting, it says, that you shall count for yourself, it says, that is from the day after Shabbos. The meaning of the posik, over here, from the day after Shabbos, means Yom Tov. Yom Tov is also a day of rest. It's not as a rest day, as a full Shabbos, as the seventh day of the week. And then all types of work are prohibited. It's Shabbos Shabbosin, called in the Pesach. On Yom Tev, it's only Komoleches. Avoida, you can only have to rest from Meleches Avoida, but Meleches Echel Nefesh, things that one needs for food, and the similar situations are permitted on Yontav. So it's not a regular Shabbos. But nevertheless, in this context over here, when the Pasik says to count after Shabbos, uh, 
the Pasik is talking about counting after Yom Tev, counting after the first day of the Yom Tev Nisan. Nisan, the first day of the Yom Tev, is on the 15th day. And the Pasik is saying, the day after the 15th day of the month of Nisan, on the next day, on the 16th of Nisan, so then you shall count, Sheva Shabbos is to me, Mr. Yanu, she count the seven weeks, and that's why we count this Firas Aimer starting from the day after uh, Pesach, after the first day of Pesach. However, what needs to be explained over here that the word Shabbos, that it refers to Yom Tev, is actually unusual because. The Torah usually, the word Shabbos means the seventh day of the week, the rest day, the full rest day, the day of Shabbos. To the extent that we see that there was actually a group of Jews known the Baisusim, as the Baisusim, and they actually followed, and their view, uh, their mistaken view, uh, was that you should count meaning from Sunday Shabbos would mean the day after Shabbos Breshis so that after Pesach over there you wait for Shabbos Breshis and on Sunday you start counting in order to get Shabbos Shabbos and that's how they learned the meaning of Shabbos so by them counting Shabbos meant after Shabbos and in the Gemara we find a lengthy discussion and proofs that their interpretation is wrong, that Memochus Shabbos means Memochus of Yom Tev, and we start counting from the day that follows the first day of Yom Tev. We start counting from the 16th day of Nisan, whether it's on a Sunday or any other day of the week, it's irrelevant. The main thing is, it's the day after uh, Yom Tev of Nisan, it's on the 16th day of the month of Nisan, is when we start to count. But that alone... Is, needs to be explained why would the Torah use a language over here of Shabbos which could be misinterpreted why doesn't the Torah say the day after Pesach so we know what we're talking about why say Shabbos and then we need evidence and the way the Rebbe is going to explain it that the counting of the Omer represents a level, a very uh, spiritual level in which one counts to refine his emotional state, emotional in the Midas, and in order to achieve success in being able to overcome the obstacles, it has to be from the power of Mimachras HaShabbos, so the fact that the Torah writes Mimachras HaShabbos to tell us that it has to be from the level of Shabbos to get the energy. Shabbos represents a high level of godliness and spirituality. So in order to be successful in this Svartim Lachem, as the Rebbe will explain later on, in this Sikha, we have to take it from the Shabbos. So let's learn inside now. So this is Ois Hayes, follows the previous Sikha, which was from Parshish Achri, Toshin Yutes. And now we're starting Ois Hay, which is this new... Uh, Subject matter, which is based on the memorium, as mentioned earlier. I say, with regards to the mitzvah of counting of the Oimer, Zokter in Pasuk, so he says in the verse, that you shall count from the day after Shabbos, etc. 
Derzel, the Gemara, the Gemara relates, this is a Magmara, Menachas and Daf Samachayom and Aleph. The Gemara relates over there as the Baisusim, Matos Gehad, the Baisusim made a mistake. Ungilerent and they interpreted. They learned that the meaning as Memochras as Shabbos, that what is the meaning of the day after Shabbos? Main Memochras Shabbos Breshis. It means from after Shabbos Breshis, the Shabbos of creation, of the beginning. What was the Shabbos of the beginning? It was the seventh day. So Mochas Shabbos means the day after the Shabbos, which is the seven days, which means Zuntik, which means Sunday. And the Sunday as it pertains after uh, the, the, the general Pesach over there is talking about the Yom Tov Pesach over there, but Mochas Shabbos means that after Pesach you wait for Sunday to start the counting of Doimber. And the Gemara says over there, it was necessary to debate them on and to prove to them with kamarayas with many different uh, evidence, and proofs, as the word Shabbos do that the meaning of the word that the word in this context of Shabbos meant yontif. It really means yontif, so it means the day after Pesach. So is verstandig. So it would seem it's not understood. Why does it? Hake state, why does the verse state from the day after Shabbos? Which leads to the possibility to make a mistake. And then you might think, as those men, Shabbos Bereshis, as this means Shabbos Bereshis, it could have stated explicitly, the day after Pesach, and then we would know what we're talking about. In the next Ois, in Ois Vav, the Rebbe is going to lay the foundation to tell us that the uh, three months that follow from the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim till we get the Torah are different levels in achieving uh, the receiving of the Torah. There are different states in the person's service to Hashem to leave Mitzrayim, to get out of Egypt, and from Egypt leading up to receiving the Torah. Because it was a transformation that took place over here, that instead of the people, the Jewish people being slaves in Egypt under the Mitzrayim, so they went out from that and they reached the highest level until Matan Torah. And in order to reach to the level of Matan Torah, they needed to go through processes by which they reached and eventually came to the ultimate goal of, of, of receiving the Torah. And the three levels uh, are number one, which is the month of Nisan, or whatever is left of it from the after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And the number two is the month of Iyar. And the number three is the month of Sivan. And the Rebbe will separate and say that the month of Nisan by mainly is the month of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. The month of Iyar is mainly the month of Svira Soimer. And the month of Sivan is Matan Torah. And the different levels is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Svira Soimer, and Matan Torah. So we'll see all in Oizvav, inside. If Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim state, with regards to the exodus of Egypt, it's written, Bo Yitzhiyacho eso omi Mitzrayim tavdun eso likim this was God initially when Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to get out of it 
And Hashem said to him, This is the sign. Hashem tells him, When you take the people out of Egypt, Hashem was talking to him at the Sine at the time. He says, You will be serving Hashem on this particular mountain that I'm talking to you right now. That is where you're going to be serving. You're going to give the Torah. So, which means that Hashem is saying to him that he is connecting and he's attaching the exodus of Egypt to serving Hashem on this mountain. Thus haste, which really means as the oisfir untachlis from Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, that the outcome and the goal, the purpose of the exodus of Egypt is Matan Torah, is Matan Torah. So we know that we're going from Mitzrayim, going out of Mitzrayim, and we're reaching the goal is Matan Torah. Now, what takes place in between? Tzvishun Yitzhiz Mitzrayim in Matan Torah, be in between Yitzhiz Mitzrayim Matan Torah, is Sviras Oimer, then we have the counting of the Oimer. So which really tells us that in order to get from A, from Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, to C, to Matan Torah, we must have B. That means, in order to accomplish the ultimate and the goal, to finish the goal from Yitzhiz Mitzrayim of the exodus of Egypt, to the goal of A, going out of Egypt, Darf sein Frier Svirus Oimer. So first we need to uh, have the counting of the Oimer. But das is der Memutze, that becomes the intermediary zwischen Aschalas Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, zwischen Aschalas Yitzhiyas from the beginning of the Exodus of Egypt, mit Gemara Yitzhiyah, with the end and the completion of the Yitzhiyah, Matan Torah. Matan Torah is the end of the Exodus. We start going out on the Pesach, the 15th day of Nisan, we end on the 6th day of uh, Sivan, and in between, and we finally get out of Mitzrayim on the 6th day of Sivan, when we get the Torah, and in between we have the idea of Svira Soimer. Now everything is, is nice, but the Rebbe brings now proof, clear evidence, that actually each of these times are directly connected to the Exodus of Egypt. It's not just coincidental, we're saying, well, it took them the time and they went through these months, but here we're trying to say these months are actually preparations. And the Rebbe is going to find now that in the verses we see that we connect the time of Svira Soimer and we connect the time of Matan Torah specifically to Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. They are all in the process of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, unlike any of the other months. By none of the other months do we find clearly in the Torah that they are a extension or a follow-up to Exodus of Egypt. The only time we find this is by these three months. Nisan is the Exodus of Egypt, Eris, when the time of Sphiris is an Exodus of Egypt, and Shavuos, Mantra is an Exodus of Egypt. The Fargifinanmir, look inside now, that's why we find, as by the Dreichadoshim, that by these three months, particular, which is Nisan. Nisan, the Nisan is defined over here, there's Manfin Tzies Mitzrayim. That is the time that we go out of Egypt. That defines the month, that's the service of the month of Nisan. Eor is there's Manfin Tzvidus Oimer. The defining uh, time of Eor is that it's the time that you count the Oimer. And we mentioned earlier, was in the previous Sikha, was Allah Tech von Chaydesh, then a Fabundum Tzvidah, 
Kiniskelil, all days of this month of Iyar are connected with Svira, as the Rebbe mentioned before, and that makes the month of Iyar unique, that every day is a Svira day, and that's why we give this, we count this as the Svira month. And then we have in Sivan, there's month for Matan Torah, the time of Matan Torah. So as the Rebbe is going to say in a minute, that all these are directly connected, and the Torah connects them to the Exodus of Egypt. Because they are part of the service of Egypt, part going out of Egypt. This is part of the service going out of Egypt. Now, the Rebbe cautions for a second and, 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 and makes a, uh, uh, answers a seemingly question. Why are we identifying the month of year as the month that we count Sphira? Uh, isn't it true that we also count the f- some of our Sphira on the month of Sivan too? So how do we are saying, we're trying to focus and the Sikha later on is going to focus on the three different types of services a service of Yitzis Mitzrayim a service of uh, counting the Omer and a service of Matan Torah but how could we say that the month of Eir is a service of counting the Omer to the exclusion of the month of Sivan which would be another type of service which is the service of Matan Torah but we know that there are several days in the month of Sifira. Uh, in the month of Sivan, that we do count Svira. And the Rebbe is going to explain how, although there is some Svira over there, but still that is not the main aspect of the month of Sivan. Svira is not the main aspect of the month of, of, uh, uh, of, 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 of Sivan. And when you look about it, we know that in the month when we count, you know, every day of each week, we start off with first the sphere of Chesed, and then we do Gevura. So, in the seventh week, which is the week which is the end of Sphira, and we go into the month of Sivan, in the seventh week, we only have um, that in the month of Sivan itself, uh, after Rosh we only have four days left. That means that once we come to Rosh Sivan, we've already counted in the level of Malchus Chesed Shebe Malchus and Gevura Shebe Malchus. And on Rosh Sivan itself, we count Tif Eres Shebe Malchus. So that means that soon after Rosh Sivan, when the real days of the month of Sivan begin, most of the essence of the Midah, which is Chesed, the Gevur Tiferes of the Malchus, have been done already. So therefore, what is left over in the month of Sivan isn't the main aspect even of Malchus. So it turns out that the connection between the month of Sivan to the uh, to the Sfira is not only on a uh, secondary level already, so that's why we don't count that as a month which is related to the Vedas Svira. Let's look inside. Chodj the Ershtetek von Sivan. Although the first days of Sivan, Zainen noch in Yimea Svira, they're still part of the day of Svira. So therefore, it would seem that they too are connected to the Avoid of Svira that the Rebbe is trying to bring out, which is unique to the month of 
Iyar is the Chaber Bavust. However, but the Rebbe says it's known as Bereish Chaydish. This is from the Torah Samach Zayin Gimel as Bereish Chaydish Sivan. That when it comes to the Bereish Chaydish Sivan at that day is Sheinach Der Svira from the Gimel Yomim Rishonim. So, with including Rosh Chodesh Sivan, it's already after the counting of the first three days, which means you already counted Chagas Chesed Gevurah Tiferes Sheim Klolus Hamidus the Chesgur, which is the general Mida. So that means that even of this Svira of Malchus, there the general Mida Shebeshvuah Shvi, which is in the seventh week, in the seventh week the Chesed Gevurah Tiferes have already been taken care of. In Ir and Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Looks like the Rosh Chodesh doesn't bother us that much. Be, even though it's a Sivan. Und der Iker Inyan von Sivan. So the main aspect of Sivan is Nitzvira Soimer. It's not counting the Oimer, but rather Normatan Torah. But Matan Torah. But the main aspect of uh, the third month isn't Sivira, it's Torah. Because Look in the Pasik, the estate, because the this is the Pasik. What does the Pasik talk about when it says about the third month, about the month of Sivan? It says, They came in the third month, they came to Midbar Sinai. It is not about counting over there. In the Torah, we don't see anything about counting on the third month. The Torah says the third month they came to Sinai. What did they do on Sinai? What happened? And the Rizal saying, when we say the third month, it's not just a coincidence. The third month, meaning, and something happened in the third month, but that third month is directly related to the concept that the Torah was given them. Because our sages tell us, as the sage in saying of our sages that was men- mentioned earlier, the previous Sicha, over there it says, Orient Lisoi Biyarchat Lisoi. Orient Lisoi means a Torah. A teaching which is Tlisoi, which is in three parts. You have Torah, Nevi'im, and Kisuvim. That's the Tlisoi. Was given Biyarcha Tlisoi on a month, which is a third month, which is third Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Thivna, the third to Nisan. So we see that this Chodesh Hashlishi over here is clearly representative of the idea of Torah, which is Orient Tlisoi. So what is connected? to the month of Nisa, to Sivan, is the beginning of the Torah. So therefore it's accurate for us to state that the month of Iyar is actually Sivan, but the month of Sivan is not Sivan, even though there's a few days over there. But the month of Sivan is Matan Torah. So what do we see that in all of these three aspects, of Nisan, Ir, and Sivan, Yitzias Mitzrayim, Sfira Soimer, and Matan Torah, is by the Ale Drei Chodoshim, so by all of these three months, Verdermont Yitzias Mitzrayim, the Torah mentions that they are Exodus of Egypt, which means that the Sfira and Matan Torah is the culmination, it's the process through which we're going out to Egypt. Where do we say clearly that the month of Iyar, the month of Nisan, we know is, is a Ferish Apostolic. I've Chodesh Nisan state, Chodesh Ha'aviv, it's the month of the spring, 
So when the Torah talks about the month of Nisan, in that month, you have gone out of Egypt. So talking about the month, Chodesh Nisan, the Torah says, it's a Chodesh Aviv. Nisan is the month of the spring. That is the month that you went out of Mitzrayim. So we see clearly that we identify the month of Nisan with Exodus of Egypt. Now, of Chodesh Iyar, here it's not as clear, but we see here too. On the month of Iyar, the Pasuk states, um, with regards to, this is a Pasuk actually by Midbar, so over there the Pasuk states, in the Midbar, Pasuk, Perik Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, it says when the Torah is talking about the month of year, talking about the second month, so the Torah goes on describing, now this, this actually took place, the story that the Torah is talking about, the counting that took place, it took place on the first day of the month, but it took place in the second month, and it also, so the second month is what is Iyar, because the first month is Nisan, so the first day in the second month, which is the month of Iyar, and this is also Bashona HaShenis, on the second year, and this was the second year, the second year after leaving Egypt, which in the simple context, the Pasik is saying that the word the Pasik is saying the going out of Egypt means it went through a whole cycle. The Torah is telling us the Yidin went out from Mitzrayim in the month of Nisan. Then 12 months went by. So Bashono Hashenis on the second year after going out of Egypt, meaning a full year went by, in the second year going out of Egypt, then they counted as the post says there. But the Rebbe teaches over here, based on the Zohar, that the Chodesh Hasheni is also the second month to the Exodus of Egypt. It's the second, it's the second year of the Exodus of Egypt, but it's also the second month of the Exodus of Egypt, because the Exodus of Egypt took place in the first month, and the Rebbe wants to show that we say with regards to the month of year, also merits Mitzrayim. And the Rebbe says, Chach, in the present, Chach in Pashtus, although in the simple meaning in the text, in the Pasuk, that the, when it says, from the time they went out of Egypt, is a reference on the second year, it was the second year after going out of Egypt. So it's a whole year after going out of Egypt. But the truth of the matter is the Chabar Yudua, but it's known, Vashtet in Zoyar. It says in the Zoyar, it's known. Now the Rebbe says it's known, as if everybody knows the Zoyar, but, uh, but it says it's known what the Zoyar states as Chodesh Hasheni, Unshona Hashenis is Kulachad. The Zoyar says that when it says the second year, the second month is really one. And because of that, Bemela, and therefore the meaning Gatos, So when the Torah says from when going out of Egypt, it also is referencing to the second month. That is In addition to the Shonashen Let's say Samaritan Mitzrayim. 
so we have a reference. The second month is the second. The Torah clearly states, according to the interpretation, the way we learn in the Zoyar, that Litzeisameretz Mitzrayim is also that the second month is going out of Mitzrayim. So, which means that it's the second month going out of Egypt in the spiritual sense, doing the service to getting out of Egypt. So that's the second we find by Nisan. Of Chaydesh Sivan, and then with regards to the third month, the month of Sivan, state over there the Pasik says clearly, It's the third month that the Yidn, the Bnei Yisrael, went out of Egypt. So we see clearly Pasik stating that the third month is when the Yidn went out of Mitzrayim. Now, one can argue, and one can say, why do we need Psukim? And those months that there is no Pasik over there. It's not, let's say, Samaritan Mitzrayim. So let's say the months of Tammuz that follows Sivan. Are we going to say, isn't Sivan inherently followed the month of Nisan? So Sivan, uh, Tammuz, is the fourth month from when they went out of Egypt. That's a fact. What do we need Psukim over here? What are we telling her? So the Rebbe explains, but when the Torah clearly identifies a month, and says that this is the quality of the month that you go into Egypt, that means the Torah connects it to the exodus of Egypt. It's true that all the months are inevitably followed from when they went out of Egypt, but if the Torah doesn't mention it, then we don't have the evidence that they're directly connected to Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Although that all the months are counted for the month of Nisan, which is that of the month. There is month when you see it's Mitzrayim, it's all the time of the exodus of Egypt. When does the Torah say specifically they went out of the Egypt? We only mention it by the three months. And the reason for the fact that we're connecting all these three Yomim Toivim, I mean, excuse me, the three months to the idea of Mitzrayim, is the time of them, the Rebbe says, the reason for this is, these three aspects, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the exodus of Egypt, which is, and the Sviras Oimer, the counting of the Oimer, Iyer, Umatan Torah, and the giving of the Torah, Sivan, Zayn, Alts, Ifanim, Un Madreges, they are all ways and they're different levels in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and going out of Egypt. These are all Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim dickest steps. From the Gemara Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the conclusion of the exodus of Mitzrayim is Bishas Matan Torah, is during the time of Matan Torah. In Oiz Zayin, the Rebbe is going to point to the fact that we actually see different uh, practices and requirements during these months which eventually will lead us to understand how these months are also different on their spiritual level as we will see that they come out in some practical differences. Uh, of course we know that a Pesach which is the main Yom Tev of Nisan we have a mitzvah of eating matzah but on the other extreme, when it comes to Shavuos, which is Matan Torah, Sivon, over there there is a mitzvah of the Shtei HaLechem, which Chometz, and I have to come back to Chometz. 
And in between we have Svira Sohimer. Which you don't have to have uh, chametz, but there's no prohibition against matzah. Another thing that we see, we find, is that the oimer, um, which Svirah oimer, we're counting from the carbon oimer, that the oimer was brought from barley. And that must represent something. The idea of the Svira Soimer that it represented has to do with barley. We know that all karbonis, mincha, all meal offerings that were brought, all came from wheat, not from barley. There is another exception besides the Oimer, which would be the Minchas Kinois. It's when a husband warns his wife, and then in the laws of a Soita, she brings a mincha. Her mincha is also of barley. But over there we have a reason why there is barley. But we don't, the commissioner gives a reason. Uh, because for doing, behaving, and acting like a behemoth, so she brings a Michael behemoth. Barley is the food of a behemoth. But we don't find a rationalization, it would seem, for using barley for the mincha soimer. Why barley for the soimer? That's something unique. It must be telling something. We will see in the spiritual avoider. As the Rebbe will explain, that there is the process of Nisan, which is the first step that you run away. Uh, and the second step is in Svira Soimer, in which you start working with yourself. And in the spiritual level, working with yourself, meaning the godly soul working with your Nefesh Abahamis with your animal soul to, to uh, refine it and to purify it, to transform it. So that transformation, you're dealing here with an animal, with an animal soul, and therefore it's represented by that, as the Rebbe will explain. And that is also the reason that in the uh, Pesach, which is this, the beginning of the service when things have not yet been uh, brought under control. Uh, they are really uh, leaving Mitzrayim. Barachom, as the Rebbe will explain later on, we are just getting out of Egypt on a spiritual level represented by the concept of just not dealing with the and trying to purify the negative, but just running away from it. At that point, one cannot have chametz at all. That's why chametz is also on Pesach. But Svira uh, Soimer is in between. It's working with yourself already. It's the beginning of the person's work over there. You can have it. It's not a mitzvah. But on Shavuos, in which the person reaches an ultimate connection to Hashem, over there the chametz, and in this context, the Rebbe will explain, chametz represents one's using his intellect and uh, that point that intellect becomes all-encompassed the intellect can sometimes be a chametzdike, a non uh, desirable and lead a person astray and when we're talking about Pesach uh, when you're first starting out in your service if you're going to base it just on the intellect intellect can be chametz it can lead you astray and then 
when you start working with yourself during the Svira months, then you could use Seichel, but when it comes to Shavuos, when one has already achieved purification, transformation, and he's already in the service of Hashem, at that point he must encompass, he must actually use the Seichel, every part of himself, so it's no longer Chometz. Chometz becomes not a negative, it becomes part of his service to Hashem, as the Rebbe will articulate in the coming Sif. Oizai, in the Drei, so the Rebbe first going to raise the differences of practices that we have during these periods. In the Drei Zmanim, in these three times, is Pesach Farbundu Metachilas Matzah. Pesach is connected to eating Matzah. Sviras Oimer is Farbundu Metzorim. Sviras Oimer is connected with barley. Uh, as we say, as the sages tell us in Soita Yidal and Aleph, that Kol is Bois Minachitim, Vizu, that all meal offerings come from wheat. But this one, and that particular one is talking about the Soita Mincha, Minchas Kinois, Chulu, etc., is brought out of barley, and further, Uminchas Oimer, Chulu Minas and the quote from there, and the Minchas Aimer also is brought out of barley. So the two sep, two exceptions are uh, the Minchas Knois and the Minchas Aimer. So that has barley. And Shvuas is connected with the two breads that you bring together with the special carbonus on the Yom Tov Shvuas and Atzeres. And over there we say Chometz Teofeno, they need to be baked Chometz. So, matzah on one hand, chametz on the other hand by shvuas, and soil and barley in the middle. And, isn't it verstandig? So, this is seemingly a little bit, it's not understood. Number one, Aleph, Farvos kum der oimer von soirim. Number one, why is actually the oimer come from barley? Anders von alle menoches, which is different than all other meal offerings. With regards to the meal offering we bring for the Kenois, for the husbands, warning for the Saita, the Mishnah gives the reason. The Mishnah Tam. The Mishnah gives the reason that just like her actions were the actions of Behemoth, so likewise the sacrifice, the meal offering, is the food of Behemoth, it comes barley, not wheat. Wheat is human uh, uh, consumption, and the barley is the meat consumption. What is the reason for Mechas And the Rebbe will explain later on, because the time of Svira Saimer is the time that we work with our Behema. Specially designed, the time for Eir, is to work with our Behema to purify and to uh, transform ourselves, our emotions, to make them holy, to purify them. And that's why it's represented by this Oyrim. But the second question the Rebbe asked, Since on Pesach, Chometz is prohibited. Why is Chometz prohibited? Because Because Chometz points on Yeshus, on one's being, and self Agridization, which are related, that's the level of Chometz. And that's why in Pesach we don't have any Chometz. 
So first of all, how come all year it's permissible? Bizashvuis to the extent that Shvuis is just not nor mutter, it's not only permissible, nor the mitzvah is dakifukhamitz, but the mitzvah is specifically of chametz. How is it that we should have chametz on, on Shvuis if it's Yetzahora and if it's chametz and if it's Yeshus? And as the Rebbe is going to explain that on the level of Pesach, when we're leaving, the level of Nisan, when we're running away, when we're still not purified, that is Taka Chometz represents that Yeshus and Yetzirah, then it's Taka evil. That's the level of, uh, using the level of Chachma can become a Yin of Ra. All year round, when a person is in the middle of servicing Hashem, then he can work with his intellect to purify himself. But then on Shavuos, when the person reaches the ultimate goal of connection with Hashem, then he actually has to include it in his service to Hashem, as we'll learn in great detail in the following verses. In Ois Ches, the Rebbe connects these three levels of the service that he's going to explain also to the verse in Shira Shirim, Perik Aleph, Pasik Dalet, in which uh, the Pasik states that Moshcheni Acharecha Norutzo and here we see various things that the Torah changes. Uh, the verse changes from Moshcheni, pull me, and then it says, Narutza, we will run. Moshcheni is a singular, pull me. Narutza is a plural. As the Rebbe will explain inside here, the difference is how these three different levels of Moshcheni and Nacharecha Narutza and Naviyana Melchadorov are equivalent to the three levels that start with Siva, Nisan and then go to Ir and then Siva. Oishas, Tidrai and Yonim, these three aspects uh, of Nisan, Ir and Siva, Zainam Eruvis, Oich, are also hinted in Posig, in the Posig in Shira Shirim, Moshcheni, Acharecha, no, Moshcheni, Pomi, Acharecha, Narutza will run after you, Heviani, Chamela, Chadorov, the king, brought me into his rooms. This is the Pasuk, part of the Pasuk over there. So, Moshcheni, Pomi, that goes on the time of exodus of Egypt. That is when Hashem pulled us. After you we shall run, that talks about that is the time of then we run after Hashem. And and finally, the third sentence in the verse, as the king brought me into his room, goes on Matan Torah, goes on the Matan Torah. And the Rebbe will explain it by the Lashon of the Pasuk. The declaring in them is, the explanation of this is. And this will also make clear the whole idea of what we're talking about over here and the differences of the level of Nisan, Ir, and Sivan. The Chilik from Moshcheni mit Narutza, what's the difference between the word when it says first, Pomi, with the word Narutza, is an etchinyonim. These are in several, several matters. Aleph number one, Moshcheni means pull me, is the Taich Sien. That means pull. Loshem Meshicha, pull me. Narutza means loifen, that we run. It's either you pull somebody or they run on their own. So you start off with pulling and then you go to run. Base. Another difference is Moshcheni means. Um, 
you pull me. So, uh, I'm sorry, the first one is not talking about so much the difference between uh, who's doing the pulling or who's doing the running, but it's talking about the actual meaning of the word Moshcheni means to pull and Naritza means to run. There is pull and there is run. That's one thing. But the number two thing difference is Moshcheni is the Taich. Moshcheni, you pull me. Dutzimich, you pull me. Which is Knesset Yisrael Zoktzim Eberstein. This is the gathering of Israel, meaning the Jews as a whole. Say to Hashem, Zaymir Milo, you pull me from above. So we're saying Hashem is the one that does the pulling. Hashem from the top pulls us from the bottom. But when we say Acharecha Norutza, we will run. Besides the word just running is different than pulling. But Acharecha means Mirvel Nalein Leifen, that we will run on our own, which is Melmata Lamaila, which is from below to above. We are going to be the one that are running. You don't have to pull. So that you start off when Hashem is the one that pulls, pull me. But the second one is we're going to run. And the number three difference is Moshcheni is Loshin Yochit. Moshcheni is the language of an individual. Unarutza is Lashadabim. Narutza is a language of a plural. And as the Rebbe will explain later on, that when you start, it starts from Hashem. Hashem does the pulling. And Hashem pulls when it starts, He pulls only the Nefesh kiss because the Nefesh Bahamas isn't ready yet. So that's why you're pulling. When you start off from Mitzrayim, when you're going first of Mitzrayim, it comes mil milo, and it's only a pull, and it's only the Nefesh Likis. But then, when we finish with Nisa, we start here, we start the service of purifying ourselves. We've already gone away from Mitzrayim, from the evil. And now we're in the month of year, and we're purifying. Over here we're starting to say we're going to start working on our own. And we're going to start to... Uh, transforming and working on ourselves to making ourselves better people, our midas, to changing ourselves around. So then what we're saying already in the Rutsa, it's not going to be just the Nefshali kiss, but rather we're going to run all together. And as the Rebbe is going to explain that even the Nefshali kiss begins to run. Instead of in the beginning where he's being pulled and it's only a pull, it's not a run, but at that point, it's the plural, it's the nefesh alikis and the nefesh bahamis, and it's based on us below, and we actually run, as the Rebbe will articulate uh, further on in the Sikha. And in Oistas, the Rebbe is going to start off by giving us uh, the explanation that what was our state at the time of Exodus of Egypt, and the first step in the Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is the exodus of Egypt, is the month of Nisan, because at that point, uh, we were in a very low state, and we were sort of pulled out of it, not that we changed anything, we remained, but somebody was like a tremendous pull, that we ran out without us changing around ourselves, we didn't become any different at all, but we just left, that is the idea of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, Hashem schlepping us out of there, dragging us out of Egypt, Kibarachom. Lurk inside. Oistes. Bishas Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, at the time of the exodus of Egypt, the Eden given Meshukah, the Jews were sunk. 
They were no vessel, they weren't a vehicle to receive godliness. When we say they weren't a vehicle, they, they weren't ready to uh, absorb or take or get godliness. As the verse says, that you were naked and bare, meaning no, no mitzvahs, no, I mean, no, no godliness, no holiness, no spirituality, no godliness. So, what happened? What happened to this Mitzrayim? Merniris only was nigla aleya melech malcha amlochem hakodesh baruchu bechvedi ba'atzma. It was that the King of Kings revealed himself, the Holy One, blessed be Him, by Him and Himself. He Himself pulled them out, and they dragged them out of Mitzrayim. So, what it really means that they didn't change, Yitzhiz Mitzrayim didn't change, they were dragged out, but they themselves have not internally changed from the way they was. And the Baal, the Adosiz since that came, at the exit of Egypt, not because they worked at it, nor but because there was a revelation of light from above. So is therefore, so that revelation hadn't changed them, hadn't transformed them in the inside. Inside they remained the same. Because they weren't vessels to it, they weren't receptacle, they weren't vehicles to receive that light from above. So they didn't change, they didn't, they didn't absorb it, it didn't come down into them. But it did affect them. Because there was a revelation of light. They were drawn to godliness, but not transformed to godliness. They were drawn to it because there was a revelation. So they wanted it, but not that they inside them, not an inner they changed. So we also understand, since it wasn't an inner thing, that it was inside, that revelation of light touched merely only the godly soul. She, the godly soul, is a vessel, is a vehicle, is a pop, is a receptacle to listen, to hear, to sense godliness. But not the animal soul. This means as b'shas yitzias mitzrayim that at the time of the exit of Egypt, since they noch nit potter gevorn from the marashi bikirb, they have not yet rid themselves from the evil that was within them. For nefesh abamis is noch gebliben betokva because the animal soul remained in its full force, so they hadn't rid themselves. So they were pulled towards godliness, but the nefesh abamis was in full force, and their meat. So this is the status that the Jews had at the exodus of Egypt. And that is going to explain to us why Moshcheni, it was Hashem pulling. Hashem pulling, pulling, just the nefesh alikis, and it's only in a way of a pull, because it comes milamayla, it's milamayla lamata and everything. That gives us now an understanding the state of the Yidden at that time. And this is further explained what the Alter Rebbe says with regards to the time of Egypt, the mitfer entfer, 
Doch der Alter Rebbe. This, with this idea, the Alter Rebbe gives the answer was a state that it says, that the nation ran away. It says later on that the Paroi was told when the Eden by Hibishalach Paroi sent them away of the Makas Bechiris. It says, he was told to Paroi that the nation ran away. What does it mean the nation ran away? Well, he just left them out. Hibishalach Paroi saw him. He told him to all that the Pesach sent them away. What does he mean, Barachom? Well, as we know, that Moshe Rabbeinu asked for only going away for three days and they're going to serve Hashem. The deal was that they were going to come back. But now, after these three days, he was told, that the people ran away, that they now have intention of coming back. So what is this whole idea of Baruch HaOm? Rebbe asked, why did they have to deceive Pare, tell him that they're leaving for three days and then not come back? Why did they need that? And if they told Pare, no, we're leaving for good, did he have a choice? He was given the plagues, Hashem took care of him and the Egyptians for not lying them. They would have to do it regardless. So why did it have to be in a way that the nation ran away? It seems it's not understood. If you would have told Pari, that he should allow them to go free permanently, he would have been forced to do so. So why would they necessarily turn away? Alter Rebbe explains this concept on the spiritual level. The running away over here is the counterpart on the physical level of what's taking place on a spiritual level. The Yidden were running away from Mitzrayim, spiritually. Which means, the Klel the Alter Rebbe, Alter Rebbe explained, by the evening by the of at the time that they went out of Egypt, the evil was still full force by them. So they had to therefore run away. They couldn't stay or go out in an orderly way. The word running away represents the idea that right now the enemy is still there. There's an enemy of without the Egypt, but there's the little Egypt inside us, which is the Egypt within the Jew. That was the evil. They didn't get rid of that evil. He was still there. The only way away to get away from this enemy is to run from him, run for your life. Not uh, at that point transforming because he wasn't capable of being transformed. He was still there. So that's what we needed to run away. And this will give us now an explanation of the verse and also in the concept of the passage that we learned before of Mashcheni Yacharecha Norutza. But the first, the meaning of the Mashcheni, which we said, represents, in ICU, the Rebbe is going to explain the Mashcheni, which represents the time, the period of the exodus of Egypt. of this, according to this, we understand that Loshin Mashcheni, the language of Pulmi, in Allah del Monte de Yukim, and all the above mentioned uh, points that we pointed out, but the word Mashcheni. First of all, we call it Meshicha pulling versus running. It's Meshicha. Meshicha, the word pulling, is Lashin Meshicha, is pulling. And we find a similar language of Meshicha with, with, with as far as 
acquiring an object. There's a language of Meshicha. Meshicha means that you pull the object from one domain to the other domain without really changing anything. That is the Kinyan, the acquisition of Meshicha. Loshin Meshicha. Kinyan Meshicha is not like to Kinyan Chazoka. But the acquisition that one who purchases, acquire, acquires something, or owns something through Meshicha, isn't the same as one who acquires something, a Kinyan, through Chazoka, when he does a Chazoka. Chazoke, as we know, is sometimes you are kind of karka. It's noal godaroporetz. Those are the chazoke ways. If a person puts up a lock, makes a fence, or breaches through a wall, he shows ownership. So he did something to the field to show that he's an owner, and that in turn gives him the power to acquire it. He acquires the field the property through one of these acts. There's some change that he does. On the other hand, Meshicha, Meshicha, unlike the Kinya Chazoke, in Meshicha Tuter Gornit, in the Metzim Zach, he does nothing in the item itself. The Zach bleibt wie früher. The item remains just as before. As gate nor Iber Mirshusa, Moicher Lirshusa Koine. All what it does, it transfers from one domain to the the domain of the seller to the domain of the buyer. And that's why we call this in the language of Meshicheni, it's like a level of Meshicha. What, take, what took place by Yitzis Mitzrayim was no change in the Jewish people, but it was just taken from one domain to the other domain. Likewise also took place by the Exodus of Egypt. At that point, there was not yet any change in their essence, in their inner. Mernit, the only thing that took place was a Zayn and a river. They transferred from Mitzrayim, Ervas Haaretz. They went away from Egypt, which was the nakedness, the lowness of the land in Bishusa Kedusha to the property, to the domain of Kedusha. But there was no inner transformation, there was no change, but there was just one party to, from one side to the other side. So that's the idea of the language of Moshcheni versus Naruto. But then we also have the language, this is the second thing is that it comes from above. Moshcheni Yupomi, Milmailo. The reason why it was above, because they didn't do anything. It was not yet the service of the people. That only takes place later. That will be the Acharecha Naruto that takes place as we'll see in the next piece. And Gimel was also Loshin Yochud, you also understand why it's only Mashchein Because that revelation of light was only uh, took, uh, it affected, and it touched nor the Nefesh Elikis, only the godly soul, or need the Nefesh Abhamis, and not the animal soul. Because the animal soul, we said, remained in its state and therefore it didn't change. And this is but only as the Rebbe is going to explain in Aishudalov only the first step. Because the ultimate goal is that a person should not only uh, be running, pulled uh, by his godly soul, but the person needs to know that he needs to transfer also the Nefesh Bahamis because to 
benefit the godly soul alone, the soul could have remained above in the spiritual level. The reason that God sent down the soul into this world is to transform and to change the body, the, the animal soul too. And that is going to uh, be the second step after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Learn us Yud, Aleph. Continues the kavona is the chaber. The intention, however, is as the nefesh holy kizol mevarer zayin that the godly soul should uh, pick out and purify oichdem nefesh abahamis, also the animal soul. Varum oipzul the nefesh holy kizol because if it's only for the godly soul, hadin neshamik he can't live in the mile. The soul could have remained above. The soul itself requires no correction, no fixing. And the ultimate goal of its descent below is in order to sort out and fix up to purify the, God, the animal soul. The estate, as it states in the verse, with the love God and our sages tell us, the sages tell with both your inclination. Through this, that the godly soul goes and sorts out and elevates, picks out the animal soul, works with the animal soul, this adds also a greatness and an elevation also in the godly soul. Through working with the animal soul, the godly soul is elevated. Because because of the advantage that the animal soul has. There is an advantage to the animal soul. When you work with the animal soul, the nefesh gets that advantage. As a state, as the verse states, that you get lots of grain from the power of the ox. If you harness an ox with the plow, instead of a tame animal, you're going to get more grain because an ox works harder. So basically he's saying that when you harness the Nefesh Bahamis, you're going to get even greater results and more uh, uh, crops and more produce from the work that the ox puts in, if you harness it, and if you uh, direct it in the right way. As the Rebbe will now explain that generally, the force and the desires that come from the Nefesh HaBahamis are much more forceful and powerful than the Nefesh HaLikis has uh, the force. And when you are able to transform the Nefesh Habahamis to want the things that the Nefesh Elikis teaches it and harnesses it, the force of the Nefesh Holikis is also transmitted from the Nefesh Habahamis is also transmitted to the Nefesh Elikis, and the Nefesh Elikis becomes more forceful. Let's see inside. Because as the Rebbe is going to explain, this is the difference. An animal is more forceful because it doesn't have the intellect to tame its emotion, and therefore it comes with more force. And we want that force to affect also the nefesh alikis, so that he too should be yearning Hashem with that force. The chilifun I mentioned mitabehema is what is the difference between a human and an animal? 
is a mensch, a human, the bald, that is a bald seichel. Since he has, he owns in seichel, he has a mind. So his want and his emotions aren't with such force. The reason why they're not with such force, because they are weakened through this, that they are controlled by the intellect. Since the intellect controls the emotions, so they're not as full force as opposed to an animal. All the wants, desires of the animal are with full force. Similarly, within a human being, is the rotsin for nefesh elikis the warning of the godly soul? Hot nita zash tarkin if it doesn't have such a strong, such a forceful uh, force, such a strong force with the rotsin for nefesh elikis, as is the the force, the desire of the nefesh elikis is not as forceful as the desire of the of the animal soul. So when the godly soul affects the animal soul, that his desire, which is with a force, so that it should be in godliness, this also brings about that in the godly soul, that there should be a forceful desire to godliness. So when you work on the nefesh habamis to give it a desire to Hashem, um, to godliness, he gets that force that the nefesh habamis has to nefesh lakis. So, according to this, we can understand now the reason why the Oymer meal offering comes from barley, Michael Bahama. Because the idea of the Oymer, the second step, as we're saying, is the bitter for Nefesh Abahamis, is to purify Nefesh Abahamis. This is the second step, is to purify and to work with the animal soul. And as the Rebbe is going to explain, that when you come to the level of uh, purification, when you start to work and you finish with the level, the first level, it sees Mitzrayim running away, but you're able to start to work, uh, so then you start to um, change around that also the Nefesh Abahamis, this is what takes place so it becomes the Moshchenia Charecha Narutza, then we run after Hashem with both. We'll see inside. Yud Beis. How does one work on his emotions? How does one sort out and fix up and purify his uh, emotions, his Midas? That come through meditation. When you meditate in godliness, then he's aroused with love and fear. So basically, you need your intellect in order to work with your nefesh abhamis in order to have the level of avavira that is uh, transforming your inside and that you should feel and love and fear and have awe for Hashem and to work with Nefesh Abamis, you have to use your, your seichel. That comes from his bonus.
but now it's a necessary component. But when you start out serving then that is not Meshukin Shari Tuma. When you are sunk in the gates of impurity, this haste. Which means, what does it mean that you're still in, how would we translate it like you're in Mitzrayim? What does it mean that one is sunk in Shari Tuma? This means, at the time that it is okay you th- to do something which is prohibited, God forbid. At the person's level, he is still at the level that he can do a prohibition. At that point, is nitkin sight of his burners. That's not a time for meditation, using your intellect to meditating. Then there must be immediately the nations run away. Then you must force yourself and you must run away from evil. But after he has left Egypt, the nakedness of the land, that means you've already worked out. He doesn't have a connection to desires of prohibitions. And all what he needs to force himself is now is for desires that are permissible. But an Isser, no. Damos is at sight, so then becomes the time of his boininus for meditation, his hapcha to turn around. Ibermach, the midis and apnimius, to change the emotions around in an inner way. So basically, the Rebbe gave us now also the two types of services within the person's level of connection to Hashem in his service, that there is a time when a person is in Mitzrayim, when he is Meshuka when he is sunk in the Tumah, which means that he's connected to Averis, to Isser, and at that point, no time for meditation then, then you got to run away Baruch Ha'am. And then, later on, once you have rid yourself, you run away, and at that point you can start using his burners. And based on this, we also understand the language of Nerutzo. We shall run. In the Dermonte de Yukim and the above mentioned uh, points that we mentioned. Aleph, number one, Leuthen. We say run, need gain. Not walk. It doesn't say we'll go, we'll run. Why did it sign us for Nefesh Abahamis? Because the wants of the Nefesh Abahamis, they are with force and running. He wants them strong, as mentioned earlier. Is Venman Poil Dur so when you impact through your service, as that also the animal social one godliness, then is then his desire to godliness is stronger than his desire is stronger than the Nefeshalakis. So he's running. If you can convince the Nefesh Abahamis to want godliness, once he wants godliness, he runs. That's why it says Losh Nerutza. So it's not walking, it's running. Base, number two, it's from the bottom up, now it's going from below to above. Because now it came through service, through work. It came through hard work. You worked through these things. The Nefesh Abahamis changed around. The Nefesh Lakis worked the Nefesh Abahamis, changed them around, transformed them. So therefore, he is doing it. It's not coming from above. It's not Moshcheni, but he's doing it. And also it's plural. Norutsu Loshonabim Gimel. Finally, it's Loshonabim. The void is neat, nor mitzad the Nefesh Lakis. 
not only the godly soul, they're all running together. But it's not only they're all in it together, but they're all running together. He says with regards to both of them, let's run, we're running. That also in the godly soul there becomes a running. We get freer. I said, spoken earlier, that although the godly soul in of itself is is measured and limited, so his running is not in essence by the nefesh alikis itself, but through this that he impacts a running to godliness by the animal soul, so then also the nefesh al-kis begins to run. This is the elevation that happens in the nefesh al-kis after he successfully transforms the nefesh al-bahamis and then it becomes nerutza. They both together start to run. But this is only the second step in the process of Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim because at the end of the day, this meditation and this working uh, with the nefesh shabhamis and to transform it and using was intellect still the person remains in his being with his intellect and that interferes with his totally self-negation which is a prerequisite for receiving the Torah total self-subjugation negation from any existence to totally devote yourself to Matan Torah to receive the Torah and therefore at that point of Matan Torah one has to put himself away uh, totally and at that level we're going to see that Chometz is not going to be Osir. Let's look inside. But it's going to become a mitzvah. After the service of Svira Soimer, the month of Iyur, then we come to the revelation of the giving of the Torah. At the time of giving of the Torah, it was, the existence was totally ceased, ceased to exist. It was total nullification of the existence. That inyan from bitter hamidus, that's not the same as the purification of the midis. Purification of midis is nitkin bitl b'metzis. That's not a nullification from existence. Because as kum doch durch seichel on his it comes through meditation, through understanding and meditation, means that the person is the one working. So then he is in his existence. At the time of Torah, the Gemara says in Shabbos, that on every word and word, their soul left them. It's bitl b'metzis. There's non-existent. So based on this, we can understand the reasoning that Chometz is permissible all year. And then, Pesach it's Osur, and they asked the question before, if it's Osur and Pesach, why should you be allowed to use it all year? And then we said further, when it comes to the Machtan, the Funa Mitzvah, then you make a Mitzvah. 
Chosh B'Pesach is Osir. All the way Pesach it's Osir. So what's going on over here? And depending on which step of your service to Hashem you're up to. By when you start your service, when the is not when the evil is still in its force, then you must put away the intellect. You can't follow the seichel. As the verse states, they are wise to do bad. Using the intellect at that point would be for the bad. And that's why no seichel at the beginning of the service. When you're counting the oimer, which means when he's already in the middle of his service, so then he can tolerate seichel. It won't be, he won't use the Chochmah to do bad. But Fakert is using the Chochmah at that point, or he can tolerate Seichel. Seichel is not bad at that point. But eventually, through the service of the Sviris Ha'imer, and purifying the Midas, Vert Birur Kol Hara, so then he purifies all the bad. So he stands in his total nullification from any existence. As his whole being becomes godly. Then is the mitzvah Then the mitzvah is actually to chametz. From that point, Zayin Seichel is in Tambedas because his intellect and his reason and rationale need to be a vehicle to godliness. But since he has no independent. Uh, desires or wants, and it's not him, he's totally self-subjugated, so that means his seichel has to be in the service of Hashem too. So he has to use the chametz, he has to use the ra, the chachomim, the chachmah, but it's not ra, but it becomes a mitzvah because he has to utilize his chachmah in his bittle to Hashem, to become a vehicle to Hashem. And in Ois Tezvav, the Rebbe is going to explain that similar to the uh, three services that took place at the exodus of Egypt, there's a similar service that takes place every day, the three steps when the Yid starts his day, and he begins with Moida Ani, and then he comes to Shema Yisrael, and then the third level comes to Shema Esrei, which also are equivalent and correspond to these three levels. We'll see inside. Razal Zogan, our sages, our teachers of blessed memory tell us that Bechol Der Vadoir that in every generation and generation, matter of fact, that every day and day, a person needs to see himself, he needs to relive as if he went out today from Egypt. Why are we saying that? Because it's every day, it's a service for every single day to go out of Egypt. So we have to find the corresponding ideas that we see over there in our life. Every day one must experience, must live through the exodus of Egypt. And therefore, so therefore, these three above mentioned details from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim of the exodus of Egypt, they exist in the human service, the work of the person every day we have these three matters. The beginning of the service of the day is I admit lovingly to you or thank to Hashem. It's the level of admitting to Hashem. Which means it's not a level of intellectual connection. That he has no understanding. has no feelings. It is not as is not It's merely 
an admission, a thanks. It's a general giving himself over. It's a general giving yourself over to godliness. This is dugmas This is corresponds and is similar to the service from the beginning of Exodus of Egypt, which is the Chodesh Nisan, which is the month of Nisan. Bernach, following that, is the Avoida from Psuke de Zimra. Then we have the service of the verses of song, the blessing of Shema, that precedes Shema and after Shema, and Kriya Shema during Shema. What is that level? That's the service of meditation. Even at the first Pasuk of Shema, which is the basic stuff, the basic in the person needs Shema so the person needs to meditate in it and during this whole process to change over his emotions till the person reaches to the to the highest level in Abbas Hashem and love of God which is to the extent with all your being that is similar, Dugmas, that's similar, the month of year, the Ganzer Chodesh, the entire month, Svira Saimer. Can't think of the the whole month of year. Maybe this represents, this a long Avoidah, starting from the Psukha de Zimra, through the Krishna, even the Paschalisham Krishna, everything, a long Avoidah, like the month of year. This is, however, still when the person is still a being. He's still an existence. He's still an independent existence. Then you reach to, to the level of Shemayna Esri, the 18 blessings. The uh, Amida, which is you're standing like a servant in front of Hashem. is total subjugation from existence. Uh, nullification. He can't speak. He's no being. He says, Hashem Svosai Tiftoch. God, you open my lips. He's so bitter that he can't even speak. It's God opening his pleaks. And he's not He's as if he's responding. Somebody's reading and he's following. So he's not he's not his own word. He's following basically what the Siddur, what Hashem is saying. So Hashem is opening his mouth. Which is Sivan, similar to the Avaida of the month of Sivan, which is the level of Bitl Mimitsis. And now the Rebbe is going to go back and it's designed to explain why the Pasuk used the lotion of Mokhras HaShabbos, which the Rebbe started out asking after Shabbos instead of saying Mokhras HaPesach. And the Rebbe explains because the power to change all this around is from the level of Shabbos. Look inside. According to this, we also understand specifically says from the day after Shabbos, but not from the day after Pesach. In order for us to be able to purify also the animal soul. You must have a very high power from above, a power from above, very high. As our sages tell us that someone which is very, very high goes down very, very low. So in order to go down very low to purify Nefesh Bahamas, you have to take the force from a very high place. 
And since by the exit of Egypt, since the Jews were sunk in Memtes Shalatuma in the 49 gates of impurity, there must have been the revelation from Mechvedabatzmi that had to be just in his glory and himself pull them out. It was only Hashem that can pull them out. As it's explained in the writings of the Arizal, as a malach or the sort of that an angel or a sort of a chulu says loyal demach the sort of couldn't take him out. Is not nervous about that he can't carry him out of Shlap. Not alone. Let alone they couldn't drag anybody out from from Dorton from there from Egypt. But other, but on the contrary, they both not nagishlungi gevorn. They too would have been swallowed there, so they couldn't do it. it. Had to come from Hashem Himself loyal demach chuyt abatzme. But this is not not merv that a rish gain for that. That is only the beginning just to leave, run away. We just want to leave there. But how much does it take to actually purify the Ra? How much more so we're counting the Omer? We were trying to transform and change around the Shabbat. For sure that we require a very high power to do that. Was Erzos Kenar Uplas Lamata that he should be able to lower himself below, um Poilzain in the Mra and to impact the bad to change it around. The Far Zokter Machers and Shabbos. That's why the post success from the day after Shabbos. Shabbos is the Hechste Madrege von Zman. Shabbos is the highest level in time. Aber das ist euch begeder Hazman. It's still it's higher in time. It's the highest level in time, but it's still within time. The Geder Shiva Shimei Hayakif. It's in the seven days of the circle. It's one of the seven days. But in Shiva Shimei Hayakif, Gufa, within the seven days of the circle, it's when the cycle is just the Hechstadag, it's the highest level. Ukemai Merazal, as our sages tell us, that God finished on the seventh day. Finished on the seventh day doesn't mean that he didn't do anything on the seventh day. Sages tell us, What was the world lacking? The world was lacking it. The oilam that I emphasizes here was lacking menucha, lacking rest. So Shabbos came, came rest. So menucha from Shabbos, because the rest of Shabbos is shaykh, it, it, it belongs, it's connected. It's something of the world. But here we're saying, Mimachras Shabbos. Mach Shabbos, but it's hecher from Shabbos. It's higher from Shabbos. It's an Urshalamaylam Ishtalshulus. It's from the day after Shabbos, meaning from a level which is higher from Shabbos. And thus meant, and this is the meaning of Svartim Lachem, Mimachras Shabbos. That the counting that you take, that you're able to change around, is Mimachras Shabbos. In order for you to be able to count for yourself, Nemen Dimemtes Yomim. That you should be able to take the 49 days. What is the 49 days? The Midas for Nefesh Abaham is 7 times 7. And the And to sort them out, to refine them. Usfartem, in the language of Usfartem, to make them shiny, to make them clear. Usfartem Lachem, to purify them. Muzman Nemen for Mokhrasa Shabbos, this has to come from the 
day after from higher than Shabbos, which is Lamaila Mishtalsh, which is higher than Ishtalshlis. And that is why the Pusik uses the language of Lokh Shabbos, as explained here according to explanation of Chasidis. This is Malukit Medibir Hamatzhil from the Maimon that starts with Svart and Toshin Yidalev and Lahovin in Yamatan Toida in Toshin Yudgimon. The third sicha in the Parshas Emer in Lakutis Sichas Chelik Aleph is on page 270 and it's Ois Yudzayin. In this sicha, the Rebbe brings out a new idea in the uh, definition of counting the Svidas Oimer that we do in between Pesach and Shavuos. And with that idea, uh, the Rebbe brings out uh, towards the end of this Sicha that even according to the opinions that state that counting today's Svidah and nowadays, meaning not in the time of the Beis Amikdash when there's no Korban Oimer, is only Midrabonon. Still, hopefully, when Mashiach comes, even in the days of Svira, and the Besamikdash will be built, and we will be obligated now, uh, there will be a Mizbeach. So the obligation of the Svira at the time that there is a Mizbeach is Minatoira. So notwithstanding the fact that up till the time that Mashiach came, the counting was only Midrabon, and according to that view, still, when we continue to count, when Mashiach comes, that counting will be Min although the counting of the past, up till the point that Mashiach comes, was only Midrabon, according to that opinion. And this is an insight that the Rebbe gives in the view of uh, counting the Svira Soimer. In the first ois, uh, in this uh, in this section, the Rebbe will explain and give us another, a different uh, way in interpreting a halacha uh, the way we do it today, and that is that if a person should, God forbid, forget counting one day Svira, the halacha is that in the following day he will count uh, Svira when he remembers and that he forgot one day, he will continue counting without a bracha. And the usual thinking for this is because since one opinion says that the counting of the Svira Soimer are independent mitzvahs, each day is a separate mitzvah, so then, notwithstanding the fact that you missed one day, according to that opinion, you would still have to count every day because they're independent mitzvahs. <clears throat> so according to that view, one should continue counting with a bracha. But since there is also a view that says that all these mitzvahs are really one mitzvah, it's one continuous mitzvah that is a mitzvah of counting 49 days, and it's all one mitzvah, so therefore, if you missed one day, uh, you already broke the link, and you can't count the next day. Since uh, the halacha has not been established, um, therefore what we do is we're going to count uh, the following days without a bracha. Bracha we can't make because 
whenever we have a suffix, whether we need to make a bracha or not, because we have disputing opinions, we can't make a bracha, because we don't want to mention Hashem's name, so we're not going to count with a bracha, but still the actual counting of the svira, we're going to continue counting because we want to go, and we want to make sure, even according to the opinion that says, that the... Uh, one opinion says that counting every day is an independent mitzvah, so we want to continue counting to fulfill the obligation according to that opinion. This is the way that it's understood in general. But the Rebbe is going to ask a question in this in this first paragraph here. How could we say, according to the second opinion, that it's really all one mitzvah? Had it been only one mitzvah, then number one, why would we make 49 separate brachas? And number two... How would we make a bracha in the beginning, uh, the first days? Why aren't we worried that he might forget a bracha sometimes later on, and therefore he's going to uh, break the link? So it turns out that the brachas he made were levatola, and therefore the Rebbe has a little bit of a different insight over here. He says that the other opinion doesn't merely hold that these are uh, one long mitzvah. But rather, this one also agrees that there are separate mitzvahs, that there is, every day is an independent mitzvah. And that's why the first, second, third day make a separate bracha, and we're not worried that you're going to forget. But the thing is, why can't we make, why can't we continue counting according to that opinion? Because it, according to that opinion, when you say today is three days, it has to follow that the number two that was counted yesterday. But if you broke one day in the middle, so you can't say today is four because you can't be four without three. So it turns out that when you break the link, it's only for the future, but not for the past. And now we'll learn inside. And according to, but according to this idea, uh, that's going to lead us also to the uh, point that we want, that Rebbe wants to bring out, that counting that is done uh, earlier are standing, even according to the other opinion, they still stand, and that is why we're also going to see that the counting that we do today, even if it's Midrabana, are going to stand, even when Mashiach will come, and the counting at that point will be Minatayra, but the fact that we counted Midrabana, we're going to continue to count later on. In addition, the Rebbe is also going to bring out a separate point at the end that even that now that we count with Rabbonon, it's not to be taken as a uh, lesser or not as important because we know that through our counting now with Rabbonon, we are going to be Zoycha to the counting with the coming of Mashiach and the Beis Amigdash. Whenever something brings, has the power to bring something else, that has to be on a higher level. So our counting now, even though it's with Rabbonon, is pretty powerful, to, pretty powerful too, as we'll learn inside. Oishud Zayin. The din by Sviras Ha'imer is the halacha by counting of the Oimer is as Oimer fulfilled Chaz V'Shalom if God forbid you miss ain't tog to tell one day to count Tzeltman di Ibriketeg on a bracha then you count the other days the rest of the days without making a bracha the time of them the reason for this as is do adeye because there is an opinion as the 49 Hasvira that the 49 days that we count Sayin and Bazundere mitzvahs are separate, independent mitzvahs. Bemeilin, therefore, Afilo Eidman forfelt atog, even if you miss a day, 
Hotas needs to turn with the Ibrikitag. It has nothing to do with the rest of the days. But in Yadritag, he's Dachabas under Mitzvah because every day is a separate Mitzvah. Nochadei is, another opinion is, as he may have Svira as an Ein Mitzvah, that the days of Svira are one Mitzvah, which is to tell nine and thirty tektimimis, to count forty nine whole days. Obemela, and therefore, if you miss even one day, so you're lacking whole. It has to be 49 whole days. One day missing, it's not whole. And then you can no longer fulfill the mitzvah. Because it's not going to be whole 49 days. And you missed one day, and once you miss, you're out, you're out. So therefore, La Aloha, what is the ruling? So what do we do? Because we have the two opinions. So fit zikh, so the what the custom is, the conduct is, as men tell the Ibriketeg, that you do count the other days. So not to miss out on the other opinion of uh, uh, that says that you would still have to. But we don't make a blessing because of the opinion that says that it is uh, out, that you don't count anymore, and therefore we count without a bracha. So in the simple the way we explained it. Isn't it It's not understood. If we should assume or we should accept as all mitzvah that all the forty nine days is really one mitzvah, is all one mitzvah. So how do we make a blessing of Yeder Maltzalem to count it each time? Nine to make forty nine blessings. We should have made only one blessing. Either in the beginning or at the end. It's one mitzvah. A mitzvah of wholesome of 49 days. Also, we don't understand. It's also not understood. According to the opinion. If you missed one day counting. So this is uh, connected. Uh, it's not only to the days that follow. But also to the previous days. As it doch ein mitzvah, because it's one mitzvah. Hot gedarf zayn der din, so the halacha should have been, as bistum, let's not talk. Till the last days, all men it cannot make him brachi, you should not be able to make a blessing. Mitzadem cheshash, because we should worry. Tome vetter vergessen, so tzayl. He might forget to count. Vel defri dike brachi, zayn levatola, so the previous blessing that he made will be in vain. Because it's 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 all one mitzvah, so he may not be able to carry through. So well, how could he make the brachas before? So the Rebbe says it's not really that it's really only one mitzvah. This, even according to the other opinion, it's also forty nine mitzvahs. But and that's why we make the mitzvah in the beginning. But it's the, the pshat is that each um, each day that you count builds on the previous day. And uh, if you miss the day, you can't build on the previous day, but the counting you did up till then was okay. In truth is, even according to that opinion, these are 49 separate mitzvahs. Every night is a separate mitzvah. The mitzvah is over, however, the mitzvah is in such a way as the erste Nacht zomenzelum, that the first night you count the first counting, the first day. The Tzvete now the second night, the Tzvete is the second counting. The Dritte now the Dritte, and the third night, the third counting. And so on. And therefore, if you miss to count one time, you cannot count any further.
because you have to count the third, and if you say the fourth, and if you miss Lamosh, or Dugma, for example, if he should miss the second night, so you can't say later Hayom Shloisha Yom Marbo Yom Treis three four days etc. And the following days, you cannot have a third or fourth without having a second. So when you missed, you 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 broke the chain over here from this point on. The Melakum Tuis as Farfelun Ein Mold Seilun. So it turns out that if you miss counting once, is a Chasorin. It's only be taking away. It's only. Uh, diminishing not in the fighter dikitag, only in the further days that you can't count. But not in the previous, because also according to this, it's 49 separate mitzvahs, 49 separate brachas, but it just breaks the link and he has to build on the previous day. Because every day is a separate mitzvah. Now it looks like the Rebbe's ways of explaining it is just one way to explain it. Other commentaries explain differently, but according to them, the Rebbe has the questions, and the Rebbe answers the question based on his on the Rebbe's explanation that even according to the second opinion, it's also 49 mitzvahs. But there is still uh, the idea, as the Rebbe brings down in the beginning over here, and we'll see in a minute, the Menchas Chinuch also says so, that there is the idea that some say that there's all of this is all one mitzvah. The Rebbe doesn't negate that, that there's some that say there is one mitzvah, but the Rebbe wants to explain that we can also say that it's 49 mitzvahs and still we can understand why the counting the first three days would interrupt. If you missed a day, it will interrupt, but it only affect the following and it won't, explain, uh, it won't affect the previous days, as the Rebbe explained, because it breaks it up because you can no longer say the following number, which has to be based on the previous number. In the next ois, the Rebbe will discuss um, whether one can be considered that he is counting uh, the day, even if during that day uh, that it was counted, there was no mitzvah in that in that counting. Uh, can counting without being a mitzvah be considered also counting? I mean the issue uh, that the Rebbe will discuss here is whether uh, when one was not mechuyiv, one was not obligated to count uh, before, and then all of, then he becomes obligated to count, uh, does the fact that he did count without a mitzvah uh, represent part of the counting, even though there was no mitzvah there, but the days were there, and therefore he can continue counting. Or in order for something to uh, be reckoned as a counting, he has to be mechuyiv to count in them. And the Rebbe will bring out that the question, uh, according to the way the Rebbe explained pre- in the previous if, will be in a situation where a convert converts in between, uh, in the middle of the svira. Uh, does he continue uh, to count or not? In other words, the days were there, uh, uh, actually not by a convert, because by a convert there wasn't at all the whole existence that the Rebbe will explain. We're talking about a a, a slave that has been freed during the uh, Sphira before he wasn't really obligated to count. Uh, and now, but the days were there, so even though he was no mitzvah counting, but there were days there. Does that count? Does that help? And for his counting, even though there was no mitzvah, by a gersh in his guide that I will bring out, it doesn't apply at all because 
Over there we say a convert is like a new existence, so he didn't exist before, so it's not, not applicable. You can't bring in days from the past because they, those days weren't there. There's a new existence over here. But what the Rebbe will point, that according to the Minchas Chinuch, uh, he will have also the question with regards to a child that grew up in the middle of Svira, whether he has to uh, count... Uh, Later on, uh, after after he became bar mitzvah, but he goes according to the understanding that all these forty nine days are really one mitzvah. But let's we'll learn inside to understand this more clearly. So basically, the Rebbe was mechadish a new interpretation in the second opinion. Why, if one misses to counting one day, he will no longer be able to further count the Svira. The understanding up till the Rebbe's explanation was that the counting of the 49 days is one mitzvah. And if you miss one day, the mitzvah is lacking. There is no more mitzvah there because if the mitzvah is to count 49 days and you missed one day, you're only counting 48 days or 47 days. So what you're missing is you're not doing the full mitzvah. And based on that interpretation, the Rebbe had the question, so then why don't we, uh, why do we make several brachas, and why don't why do we make a bracha in the beginning? Maybe we'll be missing, so we'll be missing out of the mitzvah. And the Rebbe came up with the interpretation with the chiddush that it's actually not one mitzvah, even according to the second opinion. That the reason why we have to, uh, if we miss the day, we can no longer count with a bracha. It's not because there's some problem with the mitzvah. There's 49 mitzvahs. You should be able to do the next day a mitzvah. It is a mitzvah. But there's a practical, a physical problem. The problem is that you didn't count one day. And when you say the next day, if you say today is three days, it can only be if there was a second day. But if you miss the second day, you can't say three days. So... It's not a problem that there's no mitzvah then. It's a separate mitzvah. That's why it gets its own bracha. But the problem is you cannot physically say three days when you didn't count three days because you missed a day in between. So it turns out that the chilek, the difference between the way we understood it in the beginning was that it is really one mitzvah and if you miss a day, you're not doing the mitzvah properly, the whole mitzvah is And that's why the Rebbe had the question, so why don't we make, why do we make the bracha in the beginning, let us worry that he may not finish the mitzvah, or why do we make separate brachas? And the Rebbe says, no, it's not an issue of, uh, the mitzvahs are independent mitzvahs every day. The problem we can't count anymore, because once you miss the mitzvah, uh, you just physically can't say anymore Hayyim Shloisha if you missed uh, the second day because Shloisha has to be followed by 
uh, he has to follow a two, and if there's no two, there can't be a three. So there's a f- practical problem over here, not a mitzvah problem. And now in Oishut Ches, the Rebbe will explain how this nafkimina, this difference, would also manifest itself in another difference, the way the approach uh, of this other opinion will manifest itself in another, in another way. Uh, because if we shall consider like the first opinion, the opinion that holds that you can continue making a bracha even if you missed one day because they're independent mitzvahs, so then it doesn't matter to us at all uh, we're not concerned that you missed two days, three days, five days. According to that opinion, every day is a separate mitzvah, totally, and you can start counting on the 49th day, and you'll be doing a mitzvah. It's a totally independent mitzvah. We don't have to have any counting before. The opinion that holds, that it doesn't matter. But then to the opinion that holds, that it does matter, the counting. And you cannot continue counting if you missed a day. And that's why we don't make a bracha if we miss, because something bracha is lahakil. But according to the opinion that we do have to count uh, every day in order to count the following day, and if you miss the day, you can no longer count according to that opinion, or it's not a mitzvah to count. So over there, we have a question. The issue will become, what happens, or what is the halacha, if a person will count, but his counting is not a mitzvah? Does a counting of Sfirah Sohaimer, which is not really a mitzvah, as we will see, does that really count as counting? Can you count not being obligated? So to the extent that that counting will help you, that we shouldn't consider this that you missed a day. Because here we're saying, according to the other opinion, missing a day would disqualify that you can't count the next day. But what happens if you did count in a day, but you counted it that day, you aren't obligated to count. And then there is a created obligation to count. Can we say that this that you counted before when you're not obligated, you still counted? And therefore, you didn't miss any days? Or do we say, if you, at the time that you counted, but the counting wasn't a mitzvah, a not mitzvah counting isn't considered to be counting at all. And therefore, you didn't count, you can't continue counting, even if the obligation is created. What would be the example for that? The example for that would be a case... If you had a slave, a slave, an Evet Kenani, is Mechuyiv B'mitzvahs, he's Mechuyiv B'mitzvahs, he's Mechuyiv B'mitzvahs, like a woman, but Svira Sa'imir, being it's a mitzvah Eshesh, Azman Grama, he's not really Mechuyiv in it. So uh, an Evet Kinani is not Mechuyiv in counting Sfira. 
what happens if an Evet Kenani is set free during the Sphira period? So let's say 20 days after Sphira, the Master sets him free. Once an Evet becomes free, so then he's Mechuyiv in all the mitzvahs. So now it turns out that from the Torah, technically right now he should be Mechuyiv. But the question is, since the first 20 days, he wasn't mechuyif in the mitzvah. Now, we're talking about a slave who did count at the time, even though he wasn't mechuyif in mitzvah, but he did count. Of course, if he didn't count, it would be no different than a, a regular yid who missed counting, who would not be mechuyif the mitzvah. But here we have somebody counting a day which is not mechuyiv in the mitzvah. The Ebed is not mechuyiv in the mitzvah at the time, so he was counting, but he was still counting. So the question is, does that counting that he counted while he was still a slave counted as a good counting because not mechuyiv in mitzvah, but now that he becomes mechuyiv min because he is freed, so now there's a chiyuv from the Torah to start counting Svira. And by him we're going to say he didn't miss any days. Again, according to the view that we learned earlier, that holds that the chlal we don't need, if you miss a day, you can still continue counting. It's not even an issue. Of course the Evan will be mechiv to count now, because we don't care what happened the previous days. But we're talking about a situation according to the view, we're talking now according to the view that holds that you can't miss a day. If you miss a day, you can't count. But in this case, the Eved did count. But his counting was not considered to be a mitzvah. So the question is, is that considered a counting enough so that later on, when he does become a chuyiv, he's not considered missing any days, and he continues to count now. Or do we say that since he was not obligated, counting without being mitzvah, without being a mitzvah, isn't considered counting at all, and therefore that wouldn't count, and at this point he can no longer count Sfira uh, Saimir. And the Rebbe cautions that this question would not be uh, by a convert who converts during the period of Svira. So if a convert becomes Jewish during the Svira period, we don't have the same issue whether he can start counting now with a bracha according to the view that needs him to count all the days, uh, can't be missing. Again, according to the view that the person can can miss days and still make the bracha. So the same thing is the ger. If he uh, converts, uh, whenever he's mechuyiv, now he becomes mechuyiv. Every day is a separate mitzvah. Now he's mechuyiv and counting. There's no problem. But if we need to be counting the whole time, this year, and he missed those days. So by him, it wouldn't help the fact, even if the goy, say, for example, did count. Even, of, even though if he did count the Svira uh, during 
while he was a guy, he was trained to become a yid, so he counted the Svira. Uh That is definitely not going to count for him, and he would not be able to make a bracha, he would not be able to, according to that to the opinion, or because we worry about both opinions, so I mean, a bracha he won't be able to make. A convert cannot make a bracha in the middle. Why? Because Again, we say is kikotn shenoladame. He's like a new creation, and because of that, he's somebody who is now coming to the world. So whatever happened before is happened to somebody else, not to him. So he didn't count. He just was born right now at the point if he converted to the twentieth day of the svira. That's when he became into existence. So whatever happened before doesn't really matter. So, by a guy, it's not would not apply uh, this question. Now, the question that we need to consider: What is the halacha with regards to a minor who becomes bar mitzvah during sefirah? Well, the minor before his bar mitzvah, at the time before he was bar mitzvah, there is still a mitzvah, midrabonon, because of chinuch to count. So a minor is mechoyiv in Sfira Sa'imir midrabonon. When he becomes a bar mitzvah, he's mechoyiv in counting minatayr, like an adult. Now, for these purposes of this question, we're assuming that the counting of Sfira Sa'imer, Bizman Hazeh, would be Min so that there is a change that takes place in the obligation of the counting from the Rabbonan to the Torah. The question is whether the, the cotton becomes Mechuyiv Min or will say this question in the time of the Beis HaMikdosh when L'chol is the counting of Svira for adults is Min what would be the case then when a cotton turns Bar Mitzvah, he turns a Godel during the Svira times. So now there is a change in status from his counting before his Bar Mitzvah, which it was only Medra Bonon, and now his counting is min So the question is, when the time he becomes a bar mitzvah and his counting becomes min again, assuming according to that view, if we're talking bisman hazeh, this question, so assuming that counting of svira soimer is min bisman hazeh, and then the question becomes. Did the uh, child miss, during his childhood, did he miss the countings of the Svira? And it would seem that although the child was allowed to make a bracha on the Svira Soimer during the time that he was counting Midrabonon, but when he becomes obligated in the mitzvah 
of counting from the Torah. And from that obligation, now from the Torah, he has missed days, because from the Torah's perspective, uh, up to that point, he wasn't mechoyib b'mitzvah. So b'meila, his counting from the Torah, he missed out. So from the Torah, he cannot make a bracha. So again, since we are assuming, we're going according to the opinion, that one, it's one mitzvah, that you have to count all the time, every day. And if you miss a day, then you can no longer count with a bracha. And in this case, from the Torah's perspective, he missed all the days in which he already counted, that he counted Midrabon, he wasn't by mitzvah. So he missed all those days. So therefore even though he was able to make a bracha then because he was mechuyv medrabonon, maybe at this point in which he turns bar mitzvah, since he is now mechuyv from the Torah, there's no more chinuch over here, and from the Torah he missed out all the days, so therefore he can no longer make a bracha. Or maybe on the other hand, we shall say that counting doesn't have to be, it would seem, a mitzvah, dike counting. Anyone who counts, whether it's a mitzvah or it's not a mitzvah, just like we said before, by the Evet, it's still counting. So you didn't, he didn't count it as a mitzvah. Maybe one can count Svira, which is not a mitzvah counting, and that would still be considered counting. In that case, it turns out that even though his counting was midrabonon, still he counted, and that's why now he can continue counting with a bracha. But the Rebbe explains, based on his previous explanation, that by a cotton that became bar mitzvah during svira it's not a question that over there we would say that he can definitely count with a bracha when he turns bar mitzvah the only question is with regards to a slave who has been freed during svira soimer whether he can make a bracha later on if he did count the svira soimer but by a child who becomes bar mitzvah, that is not even a question based on his previous explanation. Because as the Rebbe learned, the problem when you miss a day of counting and the reason you can't make the bracha the next day is not because you haven't done the mitzvah properly. Because as the Rebbe pointed out, even if according to those views that hold that you can't continue counting, is not because you haven't done the mitzvah properly. As far as the mitzvah is concerned, you should be allowed to continue counting. The problem why we can't continue counting is because we don't have the, phys- we don't have the days. Because when you say, Shloishon, you didn't do Shnayim, Shnayom so you don't have the second day of the Oymer there. But the mitzvah is every day. 
So therefore, when the child, let's say, becomes Bar Mitzvah, the 20th day of the Svira, right now he's Mukhiv to count 20 days, it's a separate Mitzvah. The problem is that the 20th day has to be built on the 19th day. But since the child was Mechuyiv B'mitzvah Midrabonon, and he was counting those days Midrabonon, so those days are considered counted because he is still counting them. It's not like uh, days that have gone by without counting because they've been counted. So they've been counted Midrabonon, but the, the fact is that there is a Chashivas, uh, there is a value to the day because they're counted midrabanan. So when he says twentieth day, there is the previous days, as opposed to an eved. Where over there by the eved, there is no chiv at all, not even midrabanan to count those days. So there is no chashivas uh, accounting. There's nothing about those days. And we're saying right now, the idea that just counting a day, when you're not mechuyiv, so even though the Evet counted, doesn't help him because there was no chiv over there. So it turns out that the question would be only in a case of an Evet in which there was not even a chiv midrabonon, and therefore the shaila is, can you count it without being given mechuyim and rabbonon? Is counting without a mitzvah considered counting so that it's not considered like you missed the day? So when you become mechuyim minatayra, you should be able to start counting. You continue counting with the bracha. But by a cotton shen is gadol, since he was mechuyim b'mitzvahs midrabbonon, so that counting is definitely considered as counting. So he would be able to continue making bracha. That wouldn't be a shaila. But that's only based upon the idea that there's a separate mitzvah every day. Every day, The problem is when you miss a day that there's a physical problem that you missed out a day. And you can't say the next day without having counted a previous day. But when the cotton counts, there is there. There is the day that took place before. But the, according to the other idea that it's actually one mitzvah, that is, that the 49 days are really one mitzvah, so that when you miss one day, there's lacking in the mitzvah, because the mitzvah is to count 49 days. So then the same question would be even by a cotton, who, who becomes an adult during Svirah Since the mitzvah in is to count 49 days, so the question is, by the cotton who didn't count physically the 49 days because he was a cotton, he wasn't mechuyif. And yet the question would be, since he was mechuyif with Rabbonon, whether the Rabbonon's chiyuv uh, help him to fulfill the obligation of the Torah. This is the way that Rebbe explains the Minchas Chinuch, that the Minchas Chinuch, because he learns that the entire 49 days is one mitzvah, according to that view, 
that says that you can't make a bracha if you missed a day. It's because it's one mitzvah. And therefore, he has a question whether somebody who's mechuyiv like the cotton, whether that performance of the mitzvah of a cotton, which is midrabonon, can help and be considered like you're counted all the time, uh, like the 49 days, even though minatoida, uh, you're only starting at the 20th day of the Suda when you became bar mitzvah, that we shouldn't consider those days that they were missing. And the question is, at the end of the day, you did count them, uh, but they're only counted the Rabbanon, do they help for Minha uh, Torah? And that's why, according to the Minchas Chinuch's learning, we have the question in both cases, by an Evet Shemishtachrer, uh, a slave that has been freed, and also by a cotton who became an adult. But the Rebbe explains that since, according to the Rebbe's explanation, that the only issue, according to everybody, there is a separate mitzvah of counting every day of the 49 days. And the reason why we don't make a bracha if you missed one day, why you don't continue counting, is not because you were uh, lacking in the mitzvah. And the only reason is, is because you physically missed a day, you didn't count a day, so then, the question would only be with regards to an Evet Shenishtachre, not with regards to a Kotn Shenizgadol, only with a slave that has been freed, and not with a minor that has become an adult, because the minor that has become an adult, you can't say that physically it didn't count, because it did count, because the Mitzvah Drabonon helps for that counting to make up if the whole reason why you can't make the Bracha later on, why we're lacking, is not because you didn't do the Mitzvah, it's because it's physically missing a day, so we, we're going to say that's not considered missing a day since you were mechuyiv mitzvah medrabonon. You didn't miss that day, but if the problem is because you need it to be one mitzvah and there's lacking in the mitzvah, and that's why it's a forty-nine day mitzvah. And if you miss one day, the question is, can a mitzvah medrabonon help in a place where a mitzvah minatayra? So it means if the problem is a mitzvah, a physical problem that you're missing a day then accounting with the Rabbonin helps you that it doesn't miss a day because the mitzvah of the Rabbonin actually makes it into a day. So then you would have to definitely make a bracha. That's why the Rebbe learns that the Rebbe's question would only be Now we'll look inside. As is doach, akira, be'inyan, sefira. There is a, uh, a question uh, uh, whether just the concept of counting Salem is a Metzius. Is that a uh, is that in of itself, you know, counting something without being uh, told to count it, just counting something is that considered to be a fact? Is that a, a, a something? Is that a value? Is that is, is that something an existence? When the Torah zokt, and the Torah tells us as the mitzias beinyan haomer shmita veyevil, and then the Torah tells us that this counting, which is an independent, you know, when you count something, that is an existence. So the Torah tells us. Uh, when the Torah tells us to count, 
Torah tells us counting Sviras Oimer. Torah tells us count seven years of Shemitah. The Torah tells us the fiftieth year is Yovel, Vechulu, etc. Zozaina Mitzvah. That becomes a mitzvah. So, in other words, it starts off with a fact. There is a fact. What is a fact? The fact is counting. Counting in of itself is a fact. And then, the fact of counting, the Torah tells us, is a mitzvah. The other side is, other, or, as misad atzma under mitzvah, that in of itself, without being a mitzvah, is as God came with seriousness, then it's not even an existent. But a misperlaatzmai is came with seriousness because just a number by itself is not an existent, it's not a fact. A number is not a fact, it's not a thing, it's, it's, it's not a, a, a value. Nor mitzvah mitzvah, but it's only the mitzvah. When there's a mitzvah, that makes it into a fact. Is mitzvah The mitzvah makes it important. then it becomes into an existence. So, whether there is uh, independent existence in counting, even if it's not a mitzvah, and what happens is, how do the mitzvahs of counting take place? Is the Torah says those counting should become a mitzvah, or in dependent of a mitzvah counting itself is nothing because it's not an existence and only when you have a mitzvah that is when you count it what difference does it make the nafkimina from the chakira ladina is what would be the difference in halacha from this question is an average is what is if a slave who has become freed during in the middle of the days of svira and during the time that he was a slave, he counted the svira. A slave is mechuyv mitzvahs like a woman, and it's potter from the mitzvah of svira, mitzvah says man grama. But he wanted to count the mitzvah, he wanted to count svira. Now, the question is, but he did count it at the end of the day. Is he permitted now, at this point, once he becomes free, is he allowed to count the bracha based on the halacha that we brought down before? That if you missed any days, you cannot make a bracha anymore. Now, in this case, the question is: He counted. Can he make a bracha? Now, it seems like the Rebbe doesn't say it here. It seems like during that time, while he was counting, he made he made a bracha. The lotion is also said: "Si kemer itzter tzel mitabracha." Doesn't say clearly. Uh, what he did then, whether he counted with a bracha, but the lechayra, the assumption is just like women who are potter in the chayv, it's a mitzvahs man grama, and las is nachas ruch lenoshim, in order for uh, the chacham allowed them to make the bracha, as the women make a bracha for svirasaimer. So the assumption is lechayra that this eved made the bracha then too. And the question is, can he continue making a bracha now that his status changes to a mechuyiv of the Torah? Is he allowed to continue making a bracha? If we shall say that just counting alone, without being a mitzvah, is a considered to be a fact. So 
counting is a fact whether you are mechuyiv or not, counting becomes a fact, becomes a metzies. So since he did count before, while he was a slave, so then he can later on also count and make a bracha. Because he didn't actually miss any days from the uh, Torah's perspective that he became mechuyiv now. Now, again, in this case, the Chiyuvi became either whatever, whether Sfira Satori is Menatoiru, Medrabonon, but before he wasn't even Mechuyiv Medrabonon, but now he become gets a Chiyuv. And the Chiyuv, one can only make a brach if he didn't miss counting, but over here, we shall consider that in his new Chiyuv, like he missed out, he missed the counting, because till now, uh, he hasn't really counted. Uh, if we shall say, If we should say that that the counting is of value uh, independently, he did he did count the whole time, whether he was mechuyiv or not, he did count. He's about to get since he counted earlier. He can later on count with a blessing. Oib ober men as the ganze mitzvah is nor mitzada mitzvah. If we shall, however, say that the entire fact of counting is only if it's a mitzvah, but if it's not a mitzvah, then it's not considered to be in existence, it's not counting. Since before this wasn't a mitzvah, by this evid, is doch the mitzvah not given. So then there was no counting, there was no physical counting there because without a mitzvah, it's not considered counted. So it's just as if he didn't count it. So therefore he can't make a bracha now because he didn't count. There was a while, there was the certain days, the days until the time that he was freed. He didn't, he didn't count because he wasn't mechuyiv. And he wasn't mechuyiv. And counting without a chiyiv is not considered to be a counting. Now the Rebbe will continue to explain that even though that there is a question whether counting without a chiv is considered counting, that is only in a situation where there is no chiv at all. If there is a chiv midrabonon, however, in the previous counting, then that chiv is definitely uh, considered to be a counting, and the person would make a bracha later on if he had a chiv midrabonon. The only question that we have over here is whether accounting without a chiv at all, which is the case of an Eved, Nevech and Ishtachar, where at the time that he was an Eved, his counting was not mechuyiv, whether that's considered to be accounting at all. But if we're going to talk in the Moshal by a cotton shen is gayer, a cotton shen is gadl, that if he became an adult, so over there, since when he was a cotton, there was a chiv med rabbonon, in that case, that chiv definitely counts. And the Rebbe is going to bring down that even though the Minchas Chinuch puts that in also into his question, but that's only based upon the Minchas Chinuch understanding that uh, the reason that we have to, we can't miss is based on the fact that we can't miss any days is because we're missing in the mitzvah of the counting and therefore he wants to know, according to the question, is the mitzvah uh, of the counting of the Torah, whether 
doing a mitzvah the Rabbonin is considered not miss, missing of the mitzvah of the counting of Minatoira. That's why the Menachas Chinuch will have that question. But according to the Rebbe's explanation, that the reason why we can't count the next day is not because we're missing in the mitzvah, because there are separate mitzvahs later on. The only reason why you can't count is because you're physically mis- missing. But if there is a chiv midrabonon, that's not considered missing a day, because definitely the chiv midrabonon helps for that day that it's not considered missing. But before the Rebbe addresses this, the Rebbe brings down that this question would not apply uh, that we're asking about a slave who has been freed during the Sfira would not apply to a convert. A Gershin is Gayer Be'emtzi a convert who converted during the days of Sfira is Keshailani. That's not even a question because because since he's a new person, like a child that is born, so then of course he can't make a bracha because there was never uh, considered. Uh, what he did before is not him, it's somebody else. So this person, this new child that was born, you can't say that he did the mitzvah before because uh, it wasn't him. And therefore, he's definitely missing. And he can't say, if he didn't say up till that day. That day. But never brings down that the shayle klert oich der minchas This is also a question for the minchas But the Rebbe is going to make now a distinction and saying that his question is different than the minchas based on the Rebbe's interpretation that the Rebbe uh, enlightened us in the previous ois. What the reason why we don't count if we missed one day? That it's not because it's one mitzvah, but it's rather because uh, there's a physical problem. So the Rebbe explains like this. This question is also asked by the Menchus Chinuch. His question is not because you actually are missing a day, a Metzias, a counting of the Svira, that there is missing, uh, something is missing in the counting, there is a factual counting. But his question is, nor... According to this idea that all 49 days are considered one mitzvah, and therefore, so therefore, according to his question that it's all one mitzvah, so therefore, his question is not only with regards to a slave who has been free during Svira, he also has the question with regards to a minor who became an adult during the day of Svira. Since his question is based on the fact, since all days are one mitzvah, 49 days of one mitzvah, is the shayle, shayich, oich, ba'kot, nishen, gadol. So then that question applies also to a minor who's become, a, become an adult. Would also be the question whether he, uh, his counting of before can help later on. Chot shaz ba'yakot, nizoich, frir, faran, a mitzvah, mitzad, chinuch. So by the cotton there is a mitzvah because of chinuch. So he does have a mitzvah before. So it seems like by the cotton, uh, 
there should be the 49 days, one continues because there's always a mitzvah. Since that mitzvah is only based on the Rabbonon, can menzogen, you can say, as mitzvah Rabbonon, health nit, lahashli mitzvah deraisa, that may be a mitzvah Rabbonon, does not help to make up for mitzvah deraisa. So if the Torah requires 49 days, and the fact that he counted before mitzvah Rabbonon doesn't help for deraisa, because we need one mitzvah over here, we need a mitzvah, if the Torah needs a mitzvah 49 days, so it turns out that the minute he becomes bar mitzvah, from the moment, from the day that he becomes bar mitzvah, so you need to have a uh, full 49 days to continue making the bracha min Torah. So it seems like even though he made the bracha mid before, but now that his obligation becomes a Torahic obligation, again, assuming that uh, the chiv now is is Mizmana Zemina Torah, or if we're going to talk about this man Shebeis Hamikdash Hoyakayim in where the counting was Mina Torah. So when it changes over, does his previous counting that he did as a minor Midrabanon is it considered Mina Torah? So that is the Minchas Chinuch. Over Loit Ves is declared Givor, but according to what I was explained earlier, as yet the Togisab is under Mitzvah. That really every day is a separate Mitzvah. So. It's not 49, it's not an issue that you didn't do the mitzvah, and we're trying to figure out, did you do, is it one mitzvah? But we're saying every day is a separate mitzvah. When the time is nor, but the reason why do you have to, uh, why can't you count, or we can't make a bracha, you cannot have a physical thing, you can't have a third day without having a second day. The mele is... So this that we need to come on to the Friedrich to the previous days, is not because we need them because or else we're missing the mitzvah. It's not because we need them to the mitzvah, because it's, each day is a separate mitzvah. So the next day's counting isn't dependent on the mitzvah the previous day. But the reason is not to the mitzvah. Problem is that you can't say three without two. You can't you need that day. Is the Therefore, the question will only be with regards to a slave has been freed. Since since before there was no mitzvah in his counting, so when there is not at all a mitzvah be counting, and then the question is, without a mitzvah is nitok dimitzias, then there is no existence. So according to the question that we have, without having a obligatory counting, there is no such a thing as counting, so the fact that he counted before when he was an Evet doesn't mean anything, so therefore when it becomes Mokhish ben he can no longer make a bracha perhaps because of that. Ober by Kotnashen is Gadl, is Eskenshailanit, but with regards to a minor who's become an adult, then it's not a question at all. Vorum oich a mitzvah derabonon, in the also mitzvah derabonon, is mitzvah achshaveh. The mitzvah makes the day, so if it's a shayla, is it a day? Can he say, uh, the, the 20th day, if the other 19 days are on the Rabbonon? Because it's not a problem, the mitzvah, problem, not a day, but mitzvah, the Rabbonon is achshvet, machta mitzvah, that would make it into existence. So that means that he didn't miss any days, because there's no physical days mitzvah, because the counting with the Rabbonon helps make a day into 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 a mitzvah, the counting, and that's for that that would be for sure. And the question will only be with regards to an evet shenish tachrer, uh, as opposed to the mechas uh, By him, it's a mitzvah question because he's, since it's forty nine days, 
And the question is, and it's all one mitzvah, is the question is, can we combine and use the mitzvah with the Rabbanon and then continue making a bracha when the chiv uh, kicks in in a Torah, when the Torah becomes, uh, when it becomes by mitzvah, can we use those 49 days? That's why he has a question with, regard, with regards to Kodesh and Gadol. But the Rebbe says, according to his interpretation, the question would only be by an Eved Shenishtachr, but a Kodesh Gadol, for sure, you are going to make a bracha when he becomes an adult. And the Rebbe was bringing down all these things, looks like to bring out the following important point, is that even if we shall assume that the counting of the Sfirah Soimer today is Midrabonon, and in Mitzvah Shem we're waiting for Mashiach to come, in which at that time the Mitzvah will be Min uh, HaToyra, so the Rebbe says that we would still be able to make a bracha then, because it's no different than the Kodesh in Gadol. Since now, Bizman Hazer, we are making a bracha midrabonon. So our counting of the Sefirah now is going to help that when we are zoicha to the Mitzvah de Raisa with the coming of Mashiach, that we didn't really miss any of the counting because the days were counted because the Mitzvah midrabonon is Achshave. We didn't really miss any days. And and there's the Rebbe's explanation is because the physical counting, the physical days are the only question was whether the physical days were there, the counting had value, but because of Mitzvah Midrabonon is also Achshave, just like we said before by the cotton that the Mitzvah Midrabonon is makes important that day, so that then we continue counting later on. Um what needs to be looked in a little bit, what uh, need to uh, figure out is that one of the reasons, I think, that the, it's brought down in the, the Alter Rebbe Shechon that the reason uh, why Bizman Hazeh is Midrabonon is because uh, there is no Oimer uh, today. The Torah says, So the question becomes, is only a uh, sign a time that is from the day which means we're counting Svira does not really hinge on the actual bringing of the Oymer it's only the date of Tezayin uh, Nisan when the Oymer was brought and we're saying that's when you start counting that is the time of counting uh, the other opinion says no that it has to be actually Yoim Havirchem has to bring the Oymer when there's no Beisamik there's no Oymer and therefore there's no uh there's no chiv min bizman hazeh because there's no emir. But in this case, that the Beis Hamikdash will be built sometimes during the middle of Svira, the question is, how would it be then a mitzvah de raisen? Because in that year, uh, they didn't bring the emir because the Beis Hamikdash and the Mizbech weren't there yet. So it's really not, in essence, lechayra, at that year, the continued counting will have to be continued counting with an abonon lechayra. The Rebbe seems to say over here that that counting will be minatoyer. Uh, now, in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, for example, let's say for some reason they didn't bring uh, the the oiler. Uh they still be maybe mechuyiv. You know, there is a rule called in Bila I'm not sure about the whole lumdus over here, but uh, we have to look into. It seems like the Rebbe clearly states that over there. Uh, 
it would become, the Rebbe doesn't say so beferish, but the whole Chiddush seems like the Rebbe wants to say, bring out the nice yutes, that we will still continue making a bracha when the chiv will turn min ha-toyre. The question is, why would the chiv be min ha-toyre then? Let's look inside, nice yutes. What comes out of all this is wait for Mashiach for every day that he comes. Tonight, in the free, or the next day, tomorrow morning, in the middle of the days of Sfira. So we have an issue, we have to wonder what is going to be. Are we going to continue counting with the. Uh, Sfira. Are we going to make a bracha? The Rebbe uh, uh, says in the middle over here, he brings in that the Tzemach Tzedek Otamol Gered Vegn Biyis HaMashiach, the Tzemach Tzedek once spoke about Mashiach coming, in Azazman, that was during a time, Vashteit Azer Kenit Kumen, it says he cannot come them. So it was a uh, during a time that Mashiach can't come. So somebody asked, how could they talk about this Mashiach? It states that during that time he cannot come. Let him come. And when he will come, then all the questions will be answered. But when he'll answer all this question, how could he come? He'll answer that question too. Let him come. Uh, so the Rebbe brings out, so based on this, Mashiach is going to come. Now, uh, this was a sicha that the Rebbe spoke in Achrin Shal Pesach Tovshin Gimel, as it says at the end. Um, now, I don't know exactly. Uh, the Rebbe says Hein Banacht Tzimorgen the Free. Why there would be a restriction? I don't know exactly the schedule then. What it was? Why would Achrin Shal Pesach be a time also? What was the time that it's a Tzedek over there? But apparently there was some some problem with Mashiach uh, coming then, you know, as far as uh, uh, the Rebbe bringing down over here, that let him come. But we have to take a look and, and, and see exactly uh, why there was a problem. But the Rebbe points out, Even according to, according to the view of the codifiers, that the counting of the Sphere nowadays is only from the Rabbonon, it's not Minatoidum and Rabbonon. Then you will also be able to count with a bracha. Now it seems like why? Because even though it's going to be minatayda, then it seems like what the Rebbe is saying. The Rebbe doesn't uh, touch it out. It doesn't specify it. Kinnis as mentioned before, because but if if there is no if it's not minatayda, then what is the Rebbe's chiddush over here? It seems like that's the chiddush. Oitzchov. As stated in Divrei Razal, it's written in the words of our teachers, blessed memory, and in Rambam is it in the Meirich, and the Rambam uh, uh, prolongs in this concept as the mitzvahs was when is Mekayim Itzter, that the mitzvahs that we fulfill today, Zainin Tziyunim, they are just like signs to the mitzvahs de Osid, uh, to the mitzvah we'll do in the future. Meaning they're just points to the real mitzvahs. We're only... A tzion is only a, a small sign. It's represented in a small way. The mirzogin, as we say in the prayer, that over there we'll do as the mitzvahs as you want us to do them. 
has lost it davke vezanki mitzvahs ritzinachu. That it's only in the future that the mitzvahs will do be done as Hashem really wants them. Over the mitzvahs velchem and is mekayim itzter, but the mitzvahs that we fulfill now zaynenid betachlus hashlemus. They're not in their total wholesomeness. Unzayn bedugmas achona to the mitzvahs and velosid. They are similar, just a preparation to the mitzvahs that we will do. The real mitzvahs, they're just siyunim. They're just signs that we will eventually do the right mitzvahs. Fundazveg. So, nevertheless, so it seems like we're degrading and we're putting down the mitzvahs we do now. Midrabonon, it's tziyunim, it's not kimisr tzenecha. Dachmanit mamaidzen chaz v'sholem. So, God forbid to diminish in the tayrkait for mitzvahs the achshav and the preciousness of the mitzvahs of the present. For mdavke durchzei kum mentzutsu the mitzvahs delaosi, because it's only through these mitzvahs of today we come to the mitzvahs of the future. And we know the yadua and it's known. As a goyim ledover is hecher from the zach velcher is goyim. The one that causes a matter is higher than the item that he causes. So if our mitzvahs cause the mitzvahs lost lover, so we have to say that they're higher. So it seems even though we're saying they're just tzunim and they're not mitzunecho, but there has to be in one aspect that they're greater even because they lead something that leads to something uh, else means that it's greater because you can bring to that. The frat zetman doch. Specifically, we see this in the mitzvah of Svira. That general idea of Svira is the preparation of Matan That specifically through that, that we count now Svira. So also in the future, you can count with a bracha. If you missed out today, then when the Osset lover, you won't be able to make a bracha because you'll be uh, missing. So it means that the counting now helps and allows for the bracha to be made uh, with a bracha. Was from them zetmen doch die meile von der Avoide von Itzter bis Managolus. From this we can see the advantage of the service of now during the days of Golus. As our sages of blessed memory said, that it's better one hour of repentance and good deeds in this world, from all the world, uh, life of the world to come. Uh, so we see that it's our avoida here that allows us, that also love it, to make a bracha then, it counts on us doing this vida now. So we see how the significance, how important is the mitzvahs bizman This is Mesichas, Achren Shal Pesach, Tovshin, Yud, Gimel. The whole ideas that the Rebbe discusses over here in the Sichas, in the details of Svira Soimer, is also uh, treated extensively by the Rebbe in another Sicha, in Lekutu Sichas, Chelek Lamet Ches, in the Sicha for Chag uh, especially beginning with uh, page 10 over there in Lukut Sichas. But I also, uh, in the Sicha for Parshas Nosa in Chelik Ches, uh, the Rebbe also uh, continues and along this thought and the same ideas that brought down over here in this Chelik Aleph Sicha that we were learning in the Sicha Parsha Emer with the uh, special Chiddush as the Rebbe learns the reason why we would have to, uh, can't make a bracha after uh, missing one day, although that we could still 
make the previous brachas, we still make 49 separate brachas, and the uh, bracha uh, that we make in the uh, in the beginning, even though we might miss, and still we don't make the bracha. And the Rebbe talks about this in the others and those sikhs that I mentioned, both in Chelek Ches and more extensively in Chelek Lamet Ches, um, page 10, the Chag HaShavuos, but especially that I wanted to point out is the Ha'ara 35 in Chelek Lamed Ches, and Amud 12, in the Sikh of Chag HaShavuos, in which the Rebbe addresses the questions that we had that I raised earlier in the Sikh, um, about with regards to whether the Chiyuv, uh, when the Mashiach comes in the middle of the Sfira Sa'imer, uh, whether there would be a chiyuv min uh, hatoyra at that point for the Sfira Sa'imer. And uh, the issue uh, that we mentioned earlier when we were recording the Sikha was that Lechayra, since they uh, missed out on the Oimer uh, bringing in that year on Tezayin Nisan, there was no Beis Hamikdash and no Beis Hamizbech, and they did not makriv the uh, Korban Oimer. So it would seem that therefore there shall be no chiyuv uh, for Sviras Oimer. So that year, the Sviras Oimer, Minatoira would not be there. And the question was, so the Rebbe seems to say in the Sikh over here, that there will be a chiyuv Minatoira, and the Rebbe's Chiddush is that uh, you could continue making the bracha when the chiyuv Minatoira, when the Beis Hamikdash is built, but why would there be a chiyuv Minatoira? That was the question we asked. And the Rebbe addresses this exactly in order 35 over there. And uh, the Rebbe bring the, the, the Rebbe brings down from the Sefer Nemuke Oyrechayim from the Munkacher. Over there, it says he concludes that the Svira would be min uh, And then the Rebbe goes on in the uh, brackets of there, and he says, "Va'afshe b'shona zu lo yikrivu ha'imer betezayin benisan." So although that in that year they did not bring the Aymer on the 16th day of Nisan. So why are we saying there's going to be Minatoira? So the Rebbe has this issue. I mean, the Munkacher says it's going to be Minatoira, but they didn't bring the Aymer then. And this is what the Rebbe says. Mashma Midvorov. So it's Mashma from the words of the Namukha Rechaim that Shesfira so Aymer Tuluyo Gam Behakrovashtei Halechem Bishvuos that the counting of the Oimer also hinges on bringing the Shtei Alechem on Shavuos. That means, when he says Gam over here, doesn't mean, it seems, um, we have to say, it doesn't mean that we need two things. We need both the Sviras Oimer and the Oimer being brought and the Shtei Alechem, but it also hinges on that, which means that it's enough that if you're going to bring the Shtei Alechem, then the chiv of Svira would apply even if that year you didn't bring the Oimer. So although in the Shulchan Aruch and the Alta Rebbe Shulchan Aruch and the Rebbe himself in that sikh over there brings out that the reason why we have the idea of Timimois in the Zman Shabbos Amigdash Shoyo Kayom so the Rebbe brings down there because but the Rebbe adds over there, this is an Amud 9 in the 
in the, the number three gimel over there in the uh, in Eus Aleph number gimel over there. The Rebbe brings it down, but there the Rebbe clearly writes Bakrovas Pesach, and he also brings down So here it seems that if you have the Shteya which is going to be brought on Shavuos, so then there is a chiyuv to count the Sviras Oimer. And the Rebbe says further in the parentheses, And like in the Svarim that are pointed to before Naora 17, over there where the Rebbe just quoted, when the Rebbe says that Mitzvah Sviras Oimer is in both, in Akrovas Oimer Pesach Ashtea Lechem Ba'atzeres, and the Rebbe brings down in order 17 over there, Reishalus Shuvas Haradvaz, Simen Aleph Shin Aleph Shin Chov Zayin, Betam Sheim Mevorchim Shechiyonu B'Sviras Oimer. You don't make it Shechiyonu Ki Sviro Hiachone Laatzeres because it prepares for Shvuos. While Derech Zeb Avudraham Seider Tfilis Shalchoyel Shar Gimul, and Maril Seider Brichas Oimer Veoid. And further brings down the Yesh Deyes, the Mlay Sofrus, Svirus Oimer, and Makrivim Shtehalechem. If you didn't count Svirus Oimer, you don't bring the Shtehalechem. Reishals, the Shuvis, Beis Yitzchok, Yeredeich, Beis Simon, Kufyutes, Veoid. And the Rebbe points to this order we're learning now. So we see that that, half, that has to be a preparation, at least according to the Deyes in Shal's Shuvis, Beis Yitzchok, that it brings down there. That without Sviri can bring Shtei Halachem. And in this order, back in order 35, before the Migdosh is, has been built, so you have to count before bringing the Shtei So that means that according to uh, all these svarim, the the mix was built. You have to count the svira uh, So, according to this, it means the Now, I'm not uh, still not. I don't know. It's uh, not 100 percent comfortable because I mean, granted, he says here that it's shasvira tiyaderaisa, but. The Rebbe's question, like, that we should say, he says, So let it be that they have to bring the Shtei Alechem. And if Shtei Alechem requires Sphira, but we can't do the Sphira because it's also totally in the Sphira Sa'imer, if they didn't count Sphira Sa'imer, so they won't be able to bring Shtei Alechem. But not to say that they're going to bring, therefore they're going to count the Sphira. Because if there was no, if you need both conditions, as it's Mashma from the beginning, if we need both conditions, then you also have to uh, have the Sphere Seimer. So what does it help me that Kivon Shenivna Migdosh Tzorich Liyas Sphere Sivnei Akrovesh Te'alem Chagashavuiz? Yes, but if we can't count the Sphere Seimer because there was no Eimer, so we're not going to bring them the Shteyalechem if that's a requirement, it's a prerequisite. We're even saying, even in the Sikha, there is a possibility, uh, as the Rebbe says, uh, the Beis Hamikdash will be built and we will r- fulfill the mitzvah of Sirius Haimer as we should, Minat Torah. 
And the question is if you can counsel the same with a bracha. Now, if we say whether you can counsel the same with a bracha, what we're really saying that possibly you won't be able to say with a bracha. When you can't say with a bracha, it means to say that you're actually not doing this Svira Sa'imer. Are we still going to say, according to that possibility, that you're going to bring the Shteh Lechem and Chag HaShavuos anyways? Are we still going to say that you bring the on Shavuos, the Shteh Lechem anyways, regardless that you couldn't make a bracha? Couldn't make a bracha means that you're not Mekayim the Mitzvah. And if that's a prerequisite to being, uh, bringing the Shteh Lechem on Shavuos, then the choice should be not to bring the Shteh Lechem. Not to tell you to count the Svira. And if you, there's a mitzvah to count the Svira, so then why not make a brachem? So just like the Rebbe has the Shaila in the Sicha, the Pnim, whether you can make a bracha, that means whether it's Mekayim, the mitzvah of Svira Soimer. So let it be because of the question whether the previous day, whether he missed counting and since it's not Tvimus, so what is he going to do with the Svira Soimer? Then. So I'm not yet clear um, how this would exactly work out, but at least we see that the Rebbe quotes here from uh, from the Remukha Rechaim that he says that it is Minatoida. And there's others for him we need to look into. Um, um, if it's so poshet that kivon shenivin hamigdosh tzorich li is svira lifnei akrov v'shtei halechem, so why is the Rebbe asking whether you're going to make a bracha or not? Then of course make a bracha, because if there has to be, if that's the conclusion that there has to be svira because before the shtei halechem, then we should make a bracha. That means that it's mekayim the mitzvah because that's that's a mitzvah to have that before. What is, 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 there two, is there a separate mitzvah? There's a mitzvah that we don't make a bracha on that we need to have before Svira uh, Saimir. So we're going to say there's a Torah mitzvah, but you're not the kind of mitzvah Bishle Musa, so you're not going to make a bracha, but you're still going to have to count. Manushach, if you have to count Lechaira, could be that this is not correct, but Lechaira, if you have to count, then it's a, then it's a mitzvah.